You better watch out. You better not cry. Hey, everybody. It's Chuck. I'm sitting here right now in my big recliner in my living room. It's 2.30 in the morning. I'm looking at my Christmas tree twinkling. I've got a Hanukkah special video um, on my computer, freshly baked, that I'm working on as we go. I guess it wouldn't be finished baking yet if I was actually... Anyway, I, uh, I wanted to set the tone for this episode the right way. And I'm gonna, we're going to talk about this a little bit in the episode, but I want to make it really clear up front. Uh, 2020 is a weird year, and our Christmas, my Christmas, Brad's Christmas, they're usually running around getting ready for creative projects. It's uh, me doing the Tell Him Steve Day videos, us doing our podcast. We're usually getting ready for a Christmas comedy show, a live one that we do. Um, sometimes my band Senior Discount has a show to do. We've been in the studio with my band recording Christmas songs around this time. We've been doing a lot of Christmas videos over the years during this time. But our Christmas season is usually packed um, with that kind of stuff, the creative stuff, as well as, you know, getting ready for Christmas like everyone does with the gifts. We do a lot of creative gifts for ourselves and our friends and all that stuff. That time of year is my favorite time of year. And this year, that time has been kind of stamped out because we can't do live comedy shows and we can't do live shows with the band and the band isn't even practicing or playing together right now. Um, the Christmas, you know, get togethers are going to be minuscule. We're not doing new videos. So what we decided to do was, you know, we have a lot of new listeners, uh, right now that have come on in the past six months or so. Um, and we really appreciate those people. And we realize a lot of those people haven't been around for the history of the podcast. We've been doing the podcast for years and years since 2009, you know? So we said, what if we did a two-episode series in December where we detail our entire creative history with Christmas? We go through, we talk about all the Christmas comedy shows we've done, the Christmas videos we've made over the years, the Christmas uh, songs and, and live performances we've done with my band, Senior Discount, everything that myself and Brad have done over the years, as well as our favorite creative gifts. We've done a lot of big creative gifts, gifts even, even behind-the-scenes pranks that we've done on each other for Christmas, X-rated pranks, believe it or not. Um, all that stuff is so funny and so fun. And this year, we thought it'd be fun to do a, a series of podcasts, two episodes, this is episode one, where we go through all of that stuff. And we tell you guys all the creative stuff that we've done over the years that we can't really do this year, but we want to remember and look forward to the future when we can do this stuff again. Um, for all the new listeners, you're going to be hearing a lot of new, really crazy, fun stories. Um, but I want you guys to look at this you know, with hope in your hearts and warmth and uh, thinking about Christmas lights and hot chocolate and a Dunkachino here and there. Once in a while, it's not great, but it's okay. And uh, think about Christmas and what it means to really spend your time thinking about other people and doing things for other people, because I think that that's what drives us when it comes to these creative projects. Now, just to set the stage, my Christmas is uh, very normal to like what you see in a Christmas movie where I have a bunch of different parts of my family, you know, my girlfriend Gina and I on Christmas and Christmas Eve, we go to like, it's literally between like six and eight places and see a ton of people. So we have a very busy Christmas and me and my friends get together, myself, Brad, Gina, you know, guys from my band, uh, guys for, that are that are friends with us like Lou and our buddy Bilal that have been on episodes recently, Jordan. Um, and we get together, we do a huge gift exchange. It's like, you know, between like 
eight and 12 people usually. And we sit in a big circle right around Christmas and we all exchange gifts. And the whole focus usually is to bring creative gifts to the table and surprise people with funny gifts and do stuff like that. And that kind of stuff was a really big part of our Christmases over the years. And I say that stuff because it kind of sets the stage. We have that that stuff together traditionally, plus the creative stuff, plus the band, plus the comedy videos, plus the comedy shows, plus the podcast over the years. And we're going to take all that stuff and say, here's our Christmases over the years. Here's everything we've done all that time. Here's how each Christmas affected the next one and how this project made us think that next year we can do this project. And that's what this is. We're going to go through all that stuff. For the first couple minutes of this podcast, you might get a lot of exposition about, you know, what we've done in the past and how things have built up. And that's totally fine. Just deal with the exposition just to explain some things. But then we're going to get into really crazy stories, really crazy pranks that I know you guys are going to love and some awesome clips. And eventually we'll get to our Christmas games episodes that we'll explain to you guys and throw some clips in there, our favorite clips from our Christmas games. And this episode, this two episode series is going to be very, very fun. I hope you guys like it. We had a lot of fun recording it and a lot of fun telling these stories and going back through our, our calendars and our emails and our notes and our pictures to, to remember everything really specifically. I hope you guys love this. I hope you guys can lift your spirits this Christmas and uh, think of togetherness and, and productivity and creativity and love. Um, and here's uh Chuck and Brad's Christmas History, Part 1. Sleigh bells ring. Hello, and welcome to episode 496 of the Chuck and Brad Podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Brad. Throw a log on the fire, Brad. We have a very special series of episodes right now. All right. Um... You don't just, have a fireplace in here. No, I, I mean, yeah. it's just in the Maybe middle outside. of my kitchen floor. I, I the started back. the fire already. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. It's 2020. Uh, the coronavirus has impacted a lot of people's lives in terms of uh, togetherness, uh, performance art. And those are, those things are, are big parts of our lives. Maybe they've just felt like a failure over the last week or so for no real reason. And they just really question <laughs> what they're doing with their lives. Yeah, but those, those two things are a big part of the holiday season for a lot of people. Yes. And I think even more so maybe for us than even more a lot than a lot of people, the whole creative performing holiday aspect of it altogether. Right. For years, Christmas... And even Halloween and everything has been kind of a big deal to us from a performance perspective and a creative perspective. And this year is so hindered that we were like, well, what should we do? We do still want to do a nice Christmas episode. Right. uh, You know, the week of Christmas. But before that, we were thinking, what could we do for December that would be fun for the podcast? And... Since we have a new, a lot of new listeners, and since uh, we kind of want to keep the faith and the hope and the the positivity throughout the season, even though we can't do the normal stuff we do, we want to keep the hot chocolate and the marshmallows and the candy canes. Yeah, even though we want to keep all that stuff, um, since we want to keep that stuff, we thought what we'd do to inform our new audience is really go back through all of our creative Christmas endeavors and do a two episode series where we could kind of take. The entire history of our uh, creative Christmas stuff and really lay it out on the table and tell you guys some really funny stories that have to do with it. Yes. Uh, some really good bits that we've done and kind of set up all of our Christmas stuff and what our Christmas has been like for the past many years on the podcast, doing live comedy shows, doing shows with my band Senior Discount, doing videos together, a lot of stuff. 
So for this episode and next episode, it's Chuck and Brad's Christmas history, baby. That's us. Um, and uh, let me start this out by saying, I set this up just like our Halloween uh, series, just like our Halloween like history episodes, the episodes that, that we've done throughout the years in the podcast. I made, you know, chuckandbradpodcast.com slash Halloween, and you can get all of our Halloween episodes together. I did the same thing for Christmas this year. If you care about Christmas episodes, you want to hear Chuck and Brad Christmas episodes of past that we're going to talk about in depth here. If you want to hear our entire Christmas history uh, with podcast videos and songs, go to chuckandbradpodcast.com slash Christmas. And I've collected all of our stuff there that you can download really easily and grab and watch and listen and, and learn. I'm going to kind of, I want to set this up so everyone feels like, first of all, settle in. We want this to feel warm and loving and fun yeah, and if funny. You need, if you need to pause it and get yourself a warm uh, holiday beverage. Yeah, yeah. Do that. I want to start way back in 1998. All right. That was, that was. <laughs> Before I met you. Yeah, I was, uh, I was a junior in college. Yeah. I was a uh, you know thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, I was, in, I was uh, you know obviously for Christmas I was at home in Dyer, yeah. Indiana, but yeah. otherwise I was at school, mm-hmm. Peoria, Illinois. You see, I think that's where my creative Christmas started. That's why I wanted to get into this. Okay. In '98, um, that's when I started like recording short films and stuff like that. Right. We had like a mini DV camera or whatever it was at the time. Maybe it was even a high Super Eight or High Eight or something. Wow. Okay. It was like you know they were like cassettes, but they were small. Yeah. And. Uh, it was mostly me and my cousin Christian, um, who's the drummer of my band, Senior Discount. Right. My cousin John, who is his brother, and, he, and Christian's also in a band with him. My brother Denny. You know, uh, eventually, you know, this is later, like our friend Lou got into it and stuff like that. But at the time, Christian and I, we filmed a bunch of videos just for fun around my parents' house in, you know, 98, 97, 99, yeah. whatever it was. I think it was, I think this happened in 98. And for Christmas one year, we took all the videos. We sat in my kitchen one night after my parents went to sleep when I was 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And Christian and I sat at a table and we introed every video. We, wow. we looked to the camera, we introed every video, and we cut to all the videos we made. And we made a movie called Chuck and Christian's. Uh, it's called like, it's seriously called it Christmas Holiday Millennium Collection or something like that. Beautiful. Right? And it's on VHS. Right. And it's just. Intro with us movie. Intro with us. I haven't watched it, you know, in more than more than maybe two decades. I'm certain it holds up. Oh yeah, but we were little kids, and yeah. we and we just made this thing about you know that and that's kind of where my holiday uh, creative flair started. I think. What are you looking at right now? I'm uh, I'm looking at my Christmas loot emails to and from Chad to see if I have 1998. I don't. I 2000 is the uh, is the earliest my go. But I know that I didn't do anything creative at the yeah, time. Yeah, right. So. So that was the first time I remember doing something creative for Christmas. Right. Um, and where it goes from there eventually is Senior Discounts Christmases performances in yep. front of thousands of people. Uh, our videos, this Tell em Steve Day videos, the Christmas videos that eventually came out. Um, our Christmas songs, Operation Santa Claus, where we went to all those people's houses one night. Yep. Uh, obviously the Christmas podcast, the live Christmas games episode, the big Christmas games episode we did at my parents' house. Tons of stuff. And we're going to get there, but we're going to go kind of by the years of creative gifts. Right. So for me, I remember that. Then uh, eventually I really started, you know, you know, I went to high school, graduated high school. And during high school, I made a bunch of videos for fun. We did a lot of backyard wrestling. I'll be yeah. honest. Um, and eventually we started making short films. And by the time 2004 rolled around, a few of my friends had a house together. 
Yes. Um, that was called VBW House in Warren, Rhode Island. We were all around the ages of 19 or 20, and they got a house to live in while some of them went to college, some of them worked in the area. It was four guys, and uh, it was uh, my buddy Jordan, who I live with now, right. our buddy Rob, our old buddy Sousa, our old buddy Tom. And they lived in this house, and it really became a house of creativity because the band was playing all the time. Right. We'd have parties at the house, and we'd film at the house because we had, we had already gotten used to filming a little bit, but it got more serious around 2004 because Senior Discount, uh, we were playing these bigger shows, and we wanted a way to promote the shows. Right. So we said, like, what if we make some videos? Like, we Basically, what happened was I said to myself, what can we do that other bands can't do? And I was like, well, we've been filming videos for so long. I have. We can put out funny videos and we're funny guys. So we were doing like prank videos. You know, yep. we did a Halloween prank. That was one of the bigger ones at the time. For Christmas that year, 2004, we knew our buddy Dylan hated lobsters. Like the, you know. The, the crustacean. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I was like the red clicky things, but that's, I we mean, that can always, describe so many things. Castanets. We, we were making funny videos, funny prank videos at the time. And... We basically, my mom made a very tiny Santa hat. She knitted one. She was always very supportive of all, all my videos. And all your pranks. And all my pranks. And it was my me. Uh, I think Jordan was, I don't know if Jordan was filming. Uh, our buddy Lou, who's been on the podcast many times, and our buddy Ben Chauvin. And we got Dylan's mom in on it. And we just woke him up with a lobster one day. Filmed it for the video. And it was largely about... Uh, the video was, you know, was short, and it was largely about raced around raced around the fact that he just hated lobsters. Yeah, really didn't have much to do with Christmas, but we released it around Christmas, used it to promote. You called Senior it Discount. Santa Claus, C L A W S, yeah. and you know, like you said, the little Santa hat. Yeah, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yes. So that's you know that's another version of me like dipping my toes in. Right. Um, and around that time, I think we actually might have done it that same season, but technically after New Year's. Okay. We did another prank. And the prank was our, our old friend Tom at the time. Yep. He lived there. So we went into his room. We got all of his socks out of his drawer. Yes. We filled them with coal. Mm-hmm. And I dressed up as Santa Claus. Uh, Sousa at the time, who was, I don't know if he was, he wasn't the basis of the band yet, but at the time he was doing the videos with us. Um, and Jordan and Lou. We went to Tom's work, which was Strawberries in it's, Seekonk, Massachusetts. Yeah, it's a music store. Yes. Yes. Music store. And... We just showed up at his work dressed as Santa and, and two elves and I think Rudolph, maybe. Yeah. And with all of his socks and said that he was a naughty boy that year Yep. in front of many customers while he was, you know, checking them out, taped the socks to his car. And that night we told him to come over because we wanted to apologize. He was mad. Yes. Yes, he was. And we had made a Christmas lights display in the front of my parents' house that said, suck it, Tom. It was, uh, for those of you who were like, oh, was it like a big, glorious display of lights? I assure you, it was like uh, one, maybe two strands. <laughs> there was a couple strands. I don't yeah, know. You know, it was. Uh, you could read it from the road. You, you could read it from the road. And then, you know, he, Tom showed up to see that for, for this apology. What was his reaction? He was not pleased. <laughs> he, he wasn't pleased with any of it. And then, uh, I mean, you know, you were like, oh, I'm so ashamed of this moment. It's not like I'm going to take a photo and then make it a poster and put it up in my room. Oh, yeah, I did do that. You did do that. I did that take a picture of it. Because I didn't know the background. But again, the first time I'm in your yeah. room, I see the Bambi right. poster. And then I see this suck it Tom. And I'm like, who's Tom? <laughs> yeah. And, and it's hard because I want to make this really clear. I love Christmas. Yes. 
And if this, like, you know what, if you're new to the podcast, I guess you don't know this about us. We both love to celebrate Christmas. And I, I have spent years trying to figure out why do I love Christmas? A lot of people love Christmas. And I think to myself, why do I love Christmas? And I think it's because so many people are thinking about the same thing at yes, one time. Right. And so much of it is about other people. Right. How can I uh, please someone else? How can I show someone else I love them? It's not even just the gift giving, but also the visiting, spending time, even writing someone a card about something that you feel. Right. Which is not really a gift. It's it's like that's thinking about someone else. Right. So I love Christmas. I love people focusing on each other. I love uh, the expression of care. And I love Christmas music, music and Christmas movies. It's this weirdly sentimental, loving, giving time of year that everyone just kind of takes part in, even if you don't like it. Right. That's part of it. Yeah. If you're posting online, oh, this time of year is really annoying. Everyone sucks. Everyone likes Christmas, Christmas songs too early. Yeah. Uh, too much commercialism. You're still part of it. You're taking part in it. Um, and I just always have loved Christmas. And I think that I've expressed myself and shown other people around me that I care about them in a weird way. Yes. And as time went on, it got weirder. So we did those things for those were our first couple of Christmases. Um, and then I, it's funny cause I, I tried to write down everything from all the Christmases. Right. 2006, I don't really have much written down, but I know I had to have emergency surgery on Christmas day. You had your tonsils out. Because I had my tonsils out before that and they were, then something happened. I don't know if I had dry socket or they were, whatever. What is that? What's that? Dry socket. Dry socket is like wisdom teeth. So. That's what I had out. All right. Isn't it? I thought you said you had your tonsils out. Mm. So. Oh, my bad. Your tonsil sockets. I, my ton <laughs> That's what I meant. No, I remember now. It was tonsils, not wisdom teeth. Yes. I did have my wisdom teeth out around that time too. But what happened was uh, they the stitches. They no, they cauterized them. Oh, that's right. And the cauterizations tore. Yes. Hold on, I'm gonna sneeze. And there was a lot of blood and grossness. But I'll say this: you were in the hospital, and several friends visited you in the Dressed hospital. Dressed as Santa Claus. Yeah, yes. like seven people. That was really nice. Um, so around this time, also I think 2006 may have been my sad Christmas, where like I went back to Indiana, but my parents had gone out to California to visit my sister. And my brother drove down to his fiance's house an hour away, and I just opened gifts by myself. Why didn't you go with either of them? Uh, I was not invited to either of them. I think it was 2006. <laughs> no, it was, it you was, weren't invited to your sister's house in California? Uh, well, you know, maybe, I, maybe I wasn't traveling because I had just... Or I, maybe you, you know, were like, I have to be at work on this day, yeah. and I'm not going to take it off. Something like that. I'm, I... I I'm not going to be able. I'm not going to be able to go back through my emails and find it in a in yeah. a timely manner. But I think 2006 was my very sad Christmas. <laughs> this hasn't been a great episode so far. Well, you know what? It's coming. It's coming. Right. It's coming. We're, we're building up to it. Um. So senior discount. You know, we're 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 playing a lot of shows at the time. 2007 Christmas comes up. Um, we played a Christmas show with Catch 22 and the band Westbound Train, and I remember. What I have from that Christmas that was creative that year was for our old friend Tom, myself, uh, Sousa, and Lou decided we would get together okay. for like four weeks before Christmas and each paint a painting of Tom. Mm, all those were flattering paintings. And we painted these paintings and we had never painted before. Right. We had no experience painting. Um, and... We just met up, you know, and we hung out and just painted in my parents' house at that point in time, 2007. And the paintings came out pretty good. Do you remember them? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I remember the... It, 
there's one of him with like cookies, like laying in bed. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, I do. Scantily clad. Yep. Uh, like covered in cookies or like yes. next to a plate of cookies. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yes, yes. I think Suze's was the mermaid, or maybe I don't remember whose was whose. No, yeah. no, Luz was the mermaid. Okay. It was Tom as a mermaid. Um, and this is we're just getting ready to get to the part where Brad and I really start having some fun. Yes. Um, and do you remember what happened later on with those paintings? Uh, that they. The, the the apartment was foreclosed on, I yes. guess. And but somebody cleaned it out. But it's somebody you knew. No, I didn't know them. Oh, it was a fan of Senior Discount, and they, they reached out to me. And they have the paintings. And they had the paintings. They found them. Yes. Um. And I think they I think they kept them. I don't know what happened right. with them. Um, two thousand eight. Uh, a band called Bad Larry that was friends with us. Um, the band you know that was friends with our band. They were doing a reunion show. And we had a, you know, we did a reunion show with them. We we did some stuff on stage. It was a little bit Christmassy, but not nearly to the point where we would get to with doing Christmas stuff on stage. This is all build up. This is all build up to get up to now. Um, and also that year, that's when you and I really met, 2008, right? Um, yeah, 2007 we met. 2008 we did the the sketch show over the summer. Mm. We we started hanging out, went to the Alkaline Trio show, and, and yes. all those things. Yeah. yeah, we started being friends. And that year for Christmas, we said, "What can we do?" As fun little pranks. And this will give you a little insight into Brad and I. Brad had the idea. Love this idea. I it, it, it is a good idea. He said, instead of... How about this? Let's tell Tom. Who, who at the time... You know, he was senior discount lead guitarist. And he was our prank target. Yeah, our punching bag. He was the best person because he would get overly mad. He was kind of selfish at times. He was a funny person to prank. We definitely made fun of him for being poor which sounds <laughs> on, which on. sounds terrible but, but he wasn't, but he really, wasn't poor. really poor yeah but yeah it, you know it was it was a thing we said yeah yeah and it wasn't like we made fun of him for being poor like right. cartman makes fun of kenny for being poor right it was it, it was, was more like hey tom what'd you have for thanksgiving dinner like you know ketchup packets and ice cubes like yeah. you know jokes like that. stuff like that very innocent so uh, where <laughs> the the idea was to obviously to get him real gifts but this fake gift mm-hmm. would be through the magic of uh, computers and yeah. and printing technology, yes, to give him a gift certificate for two hundred dollars to a dollar store. <laughs> yes. So basically, well, the idea was that we all would have these big present exchanges, and we'd all get each other presents. And Brad's idea was like, how about instead of you know, we'll say that instead of getting him presents this year, we just pooled all the money together we would have spent, and we got him a two hundred dollar gift ticket to like Dollar Tree. And so Brad, with his crazy Photoshop skills, made a fake Dollar Tree gift certificate. It honestly may have been Microsoft Publisher, yep. but it was, yeah. And we gave it to him on Christmas or, you know, their Christmas exchange. And he was pissed. He was so mad. And he starts talking about like how he was like, I guess I could just, you know, buy the toilet paper every once in a while. And he was like trying to figure out how to ration it. And it was just because you can't get mad. Yeah, of course you're, you can't. You're get like, mad. oh, it's this thoughtful gift. It's worth two hundred dollars. Yes, and I and you know, in exchange for that, I had a prank idea too. And my prank idea that Susan and I did to Tom, just as innocent, was we were like, what if we got Tom a gift certificate to a massage parlor? Okay, but it's a massage parlor that we know <laughs> is a front. Uh huh. For uh, what do I, what do I say it now? Sex workers. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Yeah, but they're saying they're just a massage parlor. But there's a little more than that. But there's way more than that. Okay, well. So we found one, and we went to it. There was an N64 there, 
and we got it. We got to get <laughs> that was what I meant by there was way more than that. <laughs> we played Bomberman '64 against the sex workers. Tons of fun. We made a bet. I'm not going to tell you for what, but what? Uh, so uh, Tom was gay. Tom is gay. Yeah, I guess. And so the joke was, <laughs> the joke was that he would go to this massage. <laughs> This is worse than making jokes about his income, his family's income. We, no, it's not. We knew he would go there. He's gay, and they would try to have sex with him. Yep. <laughs> he would be none the wiser. Yep. He thought it was just a regular massage parlor. <laughs> this is such a good prank. You know what's the funniest thing about our old pranks? No one filmed it. We just like he just did, did it. it. <laughs> He just did it. He just went. And I remember you guys, you guys talking about this, and you're like, we found like the sketchiest, skeeviest, skankiest one we could find. I am making none of those adjectives. I do not support any of those adjectives in, return, in reference to sex workers. Yeah, but the building itself. Oh, I think yeah. you were concerned. <laughs> well, except for the N64. Yeah, that part was great. They had Goldeneye, and uh, they're like, here, Tom, have this massage parlor gift certificate. He's like, oh, thanks. I've been so. Uh, tense. So tense about my dollar store gift certificate. I'm, he, I'm glad this dollar store gift certificate is not real. Yeah. <laughs> and I can go get a real legitimate massage. Oh, that's so funny. Now, I think at the time, sex work may still have been legal in the state of Rhode Island, but you couldn't advertise for it. I, that's true. I, yeah. That's true. It was legal until 2009. Yeah. We just we got in just <laughs> under the just under the thing. I know that's that's a weird true law. I know someone's listening to this and they're like, "Oh, is that a joke?" Not a joke. For some reason, prostitution. That's what it said. That's the right. word they used. Yeah. Not the word I used. Nope. Was legal as long as it wasn't advertised. Right. In Rhode Island until 2009. Yes. For some reason, and so Tom went to the massage, and <laughs> he. I mean. Somewhere on video that exists him telling the story of what happened behind yep. closed doors. But oh boy, they they tried their damnedest to uh, you know get them to uh, <laughs> to uh, take full advantage of all their services. Yes, and uh, they, they made him get naked and they yeah. showered him on a table. Remember yeah. all the whole story? I it's, do remember it's, the whole story. So I, I tried to block it out. Also, I I remember the part where he didn't bring any cash for a tip. <laughs> <laughs> this is the poor thing coming yeah. back. Yep. All right, all right. You know, maybe it wasn't so much poor as cheap. <laughs> yeah, maybe it, was, maybe it was both. All right, so that's kind of our run-up to where it kind of gets a little bit crazy. So in 2009, this is where we start the podcast, right? Yes, we started in, in January of 2009. All right, so 2009 is where the podcast actually starts. And at this time, you know, Senior Discount is playing a lot of shows. And, and Brad and I are starting the podcast. We've been doing videos for a while. So... Around Christmas 2009, a few things are happening. One, uh, Senior Discount is playing a show at Lupo's Heartbreak Hotel. Well, I guess it, and it's not even Lupo's. It's Lupo's at the Strand right. in 2009 in Providence, which is a venue that holds 2,000 people. We were playing with Badfish, who we played with many times. Big show for us. A lot of fun. We played a lot of small shows. I shouldn't say... Uh, I, we, we played a lot of cheaper shows. So right. we were used to playing shows that cost... This show costs $18.50 a ticket. Right. Or $22 at the door, I believe. And we were like, oh man, this is going to be so much money. It's going to be, it's hard to get people to buy tickets. 
what can we do to raise the value of the ticket price, right? Right. So we decided that, you know, we'd been doing videos with the band. Like I had said earlier, we had said, let's do videos to get people to find out about our show. So we had many videos over the years, over the past, like, let's say five years. And some of them weren't released on DVD in any way. Um, some of them were like smaller videos. And we said, well, what if we make it so that everyone that buys a ticket to this show gets a free DVD of all these videos? And right. basically, I think it was like maybe maybe one third of the stuff had been released on DVD. The next third had only been released online. And then the last third had never been seen before. Right, completely new. So what we did was, and I don't know if you remember exactly how this went down. Um, we said, well, let's let's film this Christmas special surrounding it just like christian and i did in 1998 yes where we get together we get in a room and we intro each one and we do little jokes in between little vignettes right with senior discount you know which is me and the four and the three guys in the band the other three guys as well as brad yes because brad was in the senior discount videos playing a character that's an exaggerated version of himself called bradley stevenson that's correct because some of the videos would be scripted comedy eventually right and brad was kind of like this ultra you know uh, bratty yeah <laughs> ultra you know it's weird because i don't want to say that when i say the word conservative now right. it sounds like politically it wasn't yeah, politically I, conservative it was almost uh like like rigid like i guess yeah like stiff. like saccharin like like uh like ned flanders yeah you know like ned flanders from the simpsons so if you remember i remember we had a good amount of time until the show right. we were playing the show on december 23rd yep. in 2009 but we were like when can we film this intro thing and we're looking all the days, looking all the days, and we realized that the day we came up with it, the only day we could possibly film that was the next night. Yep. And we were going to film it at your apartment. That's correct. At UMass Dartmouth. Yes. I still lived on campus at the time. I had a two-bedroom apartment. I did not use my second bedroom. Right. And we were going to basically bring a bunch of Christmas decorations and basically film this kind of like, you know, five-person happy Christmas, not party, but celebration where we're introing these videos. And I remember we got together... We wrote all the stuff, and that was one of my favorite filmings we ever did. Yeah, we started filming on a Sunday night at like 11 p.m. Yeah. And uh, just went straight through, and everyone was like, we know this is hard. We're going to be happy about it. And stuff yes. worked. Oh, yeah. Um, I, like, I, I, I remember the jokes, and it's funny because, you know, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Good. A lot of our videos are not available online. Right. Because we're nervous that people will see stuff from them. That is now no longer considered yeah. appropriate. No, we, we would definitely be canceled for jokes that we made. We have grown and learned in, in that sure, time. However, sure. yeah. that does not matter in 2020. It doesn't matter if you've learned or grown or if something took place 15 years ago. It does not matter. Um, so a lot of our videos are no longer up for that reason. A lot of our podcast episodes are no longer up for that reason. Right. And uh, and it sucks too because I think it's such a small percentage of the stuff. Right. But we have to figure out how to get it off. Yeah. Anyway, I remember there were so many good jokes in it because it's kind of that like very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like campy right? or, or addressing the camera like, hi, we're a senior discount, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I remember it being so funny. I remember the jokes were like, you know, uh, we're like, hey, Tom, open your Christmas stocking. And we hand him a, a Christmas stocking and he reaches in and he has a big smile and he goes, it's shit. You gave me, you gave me shit for Christmas, and then it cuts back, and I'm taking a picture of him. Yeah. <laughs> and then a minute later, you come in, and we're like, Brad, you got your Christmas package in the mail, and you're like, I did. 
It was feces. You gave me feces for Christmas. Yep. <laughs> Someone goes, they gave me shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that joke so much. You know, I had been wearing oh, a, a, a snowflake tie <laughs> and, uh, you know, you and Susan were like, oh, what'd you get us for Christmas? I'm like, well, I had to scrimp and save, but here you go. And I gave you each an Xbox 360. <laughs> and I'm like, it's the only thing on your list. Uh, that <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, so what did you get me? And it like cuts cuts to a close up. It's me opening a, a box, and it's the snowflake tie. And I look down, and I'm no longer wearing the snowflake tie. There were so many weird jokes in yeah, that. And for people who don't, you know, people who don't know the videos, the senior discount videos. Yeah, at first there was a lot of prank stuff and docu- you know, documentary style like prank yeah. stuff like Jackass. But eventually, I think it became a little bit more like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, but mixed with like the Monkeys TV show because it was about the band. Um, but it was fictionalized and it would be the band is trying to get this show here. We have to go do this. And, you know, Chuck and Susan would break off to write a song and it would show us writing a song and Christian and Tom would have to go buy us a new van and they'd be go looking at vans and it was all completely scripted. Right. We'd sit down a group of us. We'd all write the videos. We'd storyboard them and then we'd go shoot them over the right. course of however long. Um, and so this was another version of that. And this is a continuation of that. Everything was a hundred percent scripted, but there was that stuff. There was when we were making the Hanukkah dicks. And yep. it was the, you know, the menorah with the eight dicks on yeah. it. Well, that was after we'd done Christmas dicks. So like, oh, I yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you're, and it was, I love the character of Bradley Stevenson because you're like next to us. And yep. you go, oh, guys, I love your Christmas cookies. Are those angels? Yeah. <laughs> and I, go, I go, I go, I go, I made a Christmas dick. She <laughs> goes, I made two holiday dicks. And yeah. it's just these cookies that are shaped like dicks like and they're, they're not well done <laughs> well they're very obvious yes. they're completely decorated like this <laughs> christian doing and i made a hanukkah dick with the eight dicks but he kept delivering the line differently and it's in the outtakes we have we probably kept, 20 outtakes of christian and we just kept botching breaking, that line breaking breaking yeah. breaking and it's so it's honestly I, that whole i think the whole thing that we did the actual intro is just put together is like 16 minutes long yeah and it's so funny it makes me laugh so hard yeah i remember at the end we gave Tom this big box and go, Tom, here's your real present. And he had was instructed. Yeah. You know, we're filming this. It's, the box is like the size of a mini fridge. Yeah. And he's instructed to like dig into the box and go in as far as he can. And he did like a full handstand and fell over. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And then, and then you go, hey, like you go, what was in the box? And we go, oh, it's just more shit. And you hear him off screen. Ah! Like, and it's, it was so good. It was yeah. so funny. So we filmed this thing. We put all of our our holiday videos in it, including the lobster one we just mentioned. Yep. Uh, we did, you know, the hot that we did a pumpkin prank on Tom. We'll talk about another time. Maybe a uh, turkey one, all the, like a Thanksgiving prank, all these different pranks we've done over the years. Yeah. Plus a sketch we did called Mexico city standoff and the story of Tom talking about that massage, the yes. fake massage thing, uh, as well as some live stuff. Right. Um, and that was 2009. I think that was kind of probably a turning point in terms of us taking part in the holiday. Right. Because on top of that, what we did was Senior Discount wrote a Christmas medley of seven songs and one poem recited by Brad. It is uh, terrible. I thought it would take me one take. It took me, uh, it took me, I had 20 outtakes from that. Well, you're thinking about the following year. This oh. is 2009. Okay. So at Lupo's, we oh, prepared okay. a Christmas medley. Right. And what it was, was, uh, you know, <clears throat> the list of songs that we put together. I arranged the whole thing and it was... Uh, Carol the Bells, into Sleigh Ride, into Baby Please Come Home, into All Alone on Christmas, 
maybe into uh, Brad doing the Twas the Night Before Christmas poem. I think into Run Run Rudolph, into Holly Jolly Christmas, into All I Want for Christmas is You. Right. Is that all of them? Yeah, I think so. I might be missing one. But that was it. And it's an eight-minute Christmas medley of us going through. Um, that year, we performed it live at Lupo's. Uh, our lead guitarist at the time, Tom. Uh, I, 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 do you remember what happened with Abe at that time? Or no? I'd say no. Yeah, I, not really. I, okay, I mean, I see, the, I see the notes that says Abe in a bag. <laughs> All right, you ready? And I remember that, yeah. Here's what happened. So we were playing this show at Lupo's. It's in front of a lot of people. It was, it was, if it wasn't sold out, it was close to being sold out. So it's 2,000 people in a club. We're a punk band, you know, we're playing our show. It's very fast and thrashy. And we have a lot of like, we, we talk a lot between songs. We're trying to be funny. And we have a song at the time. We had a song that was about Tom and often Tom would storm off stage for that, that song. Yeah. And what would happen is the joke was always live. You know, we didn't do comedy songs that what we were, a, you know, right. a real band, but we had one comedy song that we did and we would say, we're going to play this song. And Tom would say, I don't want to play that song. We always play that song. It's live on stage as a bit. And we'd say, well, we're going to play this song. People love this song. And Tom would say, I'm not playing that song. And he'd storm off stage. Right. Then we'd play the song without him. But at the end, he had a huge solo to, to close the song. Right. So whenever we would do that, he would show up at the end to do the big solo. Sometimes yeah. he'd come up from the middle of the crowd. One time he came out in a balcony. One time he was on a box truck outside, a, a yep. show outside that we played. The senior discount shows were so much fun. I wish we... 2020 was a weird year to not play any shows for the first time right. since 2004. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun. And at this show, he stormed off stage. When he came back, he was dressed as Santa Claus. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Did his big solo, ended the song. Here's the thing. He dragged this big bag on stage. Big Santa sack. Yes. And here was the plan. Our friend Abe, uh, who eventually became the senior discount bassist, was going to be in the bag and he was going to come out of the bag at an opportune time to take over uh, an instrument during the show. We had messed up the set list. Wow. So we played this song, the song that Tom stormed off for too early. So Tom dragged the bag out, dressed as Santa Claus. Yep. And then we remembered that we didn't play one of the songs. So we played another song as Abe laid in the bag on the ground on stage. That's funny. In by front the, of all these people. By the way, I did not take part in the medley at Lupo's. What did we do? We skipped that part? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't. Maybe, maybe I wasn't we involved. skipped that part. Yeah. Um, but Abe laid there. We got to our big Christmas medley. It's the first time we're ever playing it live. It's an, you know, an eight-song medley. It's kind of a pain in the ass. I have the footage of it. It's awesome. Um, we play the song. Towards the end, Tom takes over lead vocals. He gives Sousa who was the bassist, his guitar. Right. Sousa takes over guitar. Abe gets out of the bag finally to surprise yep. the crowd. There was someone in the bag, takes over the bass, and we finish the show. Yes. And so that year, I think, was one of the big turning points for me in terms of creative Christmas presents. Right. Or creative, I shouldn't say presents, creative, having a creative Christmas and making Christmas about creativity and taking part in it. And... You know, it was it was the filming of that thing, the writing of it, the editing of the DVD, putting them out, as well as preparing the Christmas medley, and and getting it ready for the show. We had a great time that Christmas. We had a we had a friend Christmas. I remember some gifts were, uh, Sousa and our friend Casey at the time, 
made those Brad dolls. They made like seven dolls of Brad. Yeah, the body is probably the size of a, like a Cabbage Patch kid. And we always made jokes about how Brad's arms are long. They're not. <laughs> so the arms are like six feet long. Yeah, each arm is I probably, honestly, each arm is probably four feet long. I have I have two of them in my room right now. I have, I have one. I, I have mine and I have the one that, that uh, Lou did not. Uh, take with him to to th- on this move to Austin. Right. Uh, but I use them to block light from coming up the top of my curtains. So really nice, thoughtful gift. Yes, practical. I remember that was a big that was a big one that year. Yep. Um, I remember that. Uh, I think that was the year. Our buddy Souza at the time, like his birthday is around Christmas. Yeah. And we wanted to get him a PS3. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. And so we said, well, how about this? Let's uh, let's not get him anything for his birthday and use the money we would have spent on a birthday present. Combine it with our Christmas money. Let's get him a PS3. But he's got to have something to open on his birthday. So we wrapped a bunch of presents, but they were all just full of rocks and wood. Yeah. So, so that they would have some heft. Yes. And he'd be like, all right, what is this? Yeah. And he opened all the presents and it was all rocks and Probably wood. Probably four or five gifts on his birthday. And, the, you know, there was a note in the last one. Yes. That said, to be continued... At Friend Christmas. Yes. And we, and, and so this was at a time when Friend Christmas was becoming a bigger thing in our yes. group of friends. Where, like I said, you know, probably you, around that time, probably like 10 or 12 people um, having this big thing every year. And so everyone was always getting ready for Friend Christmas leading up through November and December of like, right. what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And that's going to become even a bigger thing the following years. But at the time, you know, we gave him rocks and wood. All throughout Friend Christmas, I believe, we also gave him rocks and wood. It was actually just the first uh, first gift. We're like, all right, this is your real gift. And, <laughs> and he was like, I swear, if this is more rocks and wood. And he opened it and it was. Oh. And you and I exploded with oh, laughter. That's so funny. I am surprised we were able to reassemble ourselves for the rest of the night. And then we gave him his, his real gift. But then his first gift to us was like a, a little photo album of yes. him taking our gifts hostage yes. and like tying them up and he had a gun to their head. He had a gun and a knife to oh. him. Oh, yeah, that's funny shit. Yeah. That was great. It's good stuff. So that was a big, uh, that was a really big fun. Um, and I also have a note here that that year, one of the things I gave you, if you want a little peek into my OCD mind, was that I would come over and organize all your video game stuff for you in drawers yeah. and like make sure it's all together. Actually, before we filmed the, uh, the oh, I came over and did it. You came over and measured, uh, <laughs> and I was so worried because at the time I knew you as somebody who had pranked Tom by I just, filling I just, his. I just got Tom a hand job at a massage parlor. Well, I, I, I knew you had pranked <laughs> Tom <laughs> by putting three hundred pumpkins in his room. Yeah, and yeah. Then by putting a live turkey in his room and all these. And, we and did so a lot you're of like, pranks. you're like, I need to measure your apartment, and I'm like. <laughs> No, <laughs> um, but you that did. Is... Yeah, you gave me some Sterilite bins to arrange my my Wii. Oh uh, God, that's funny. Controllers and games and whatnot. I still have them. They're uh, they're in my uh, closet. That's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. So I know that the first uh, 15, 20 minutes of this podcast was a little bit dry, but we're trying to get into our entire. Oh, Christmas it's going to get soaking wet now. Oh yeah. So that's two th- so two thousand nine was a changing was a changing uh, a changing point for Turning us. Turning point. I guess. Yeah. Yes, and that was the first. Um, since that was the first podcast, we had a we had a that was the first year the podcast was around. We had a podcast that year for Christmas, right? Yes, I think so. Okay, here it is. Okay, two thousand nine, episode fifty nine. And don't forget, um, like I said, all the episodes of our podcast that are Christmas episodes are up at Chuck and Brad podcast.com slash Christmas. So our podcast from that year was episode fifty nine, um, and it's up there. Two thousand ten. Yes. This year, similar thing. We wanted to do a second Christmas show. Um, Senior Discount wanted to do a second live Christmas show. 
we and it's funny because I just listened to the podcast that's about this point in time and it was very convoluted. I'm not going to get into all the specifics because it's really convoluted. Right. But we had a problem booking because all the bands in the that in the scene that could draw a crowd in the Rhode Island music scene. Right. We're playing all the days around Christmas. Mm. So we didn't know what to do. So we eventually paired up with a band called Someday Providence who were yes. doing a reunion show. Right. Um, and we were like, we're going to do senior discounts, you know, second annual Christmas show paired with Someday Providence's uh, reunion show right. at the Met. And we were like, this year, we want to record our Christmas medley. We want to get like a full recording of it and release it for free with the tickets of the show. Yeah. Which is, you know, again, a value added proposition. Yeah, I guess one of the things that I want to make clear to the audience that might not know this is that Senior Discount is a really weird band. Like we're a punk band. We come from the roots of like No Effects, Blink-182, Green Day, Rancid, that kind of stuff. But we always kind of focused on having something extra and different. Right. A lot of times it was comedy videos. You know, we did a documentary about the band that was kind of jackassy. We did a big premiere in the mall. We played it. We did it two different times. Um, we sold DVDs of all our videos. Obviously, we had videos online. Um, we always tried to do like, oh, if you get a ticket to our show, you'll get these three new songs on a CD because this right. is a while ago before yeah. streaming. <clears throat> or if you buy a ticket to the show, you'll get a DVD or whatever it is. And we thought that that was helpful in terms of keeping people interested right. and also giving people some cool uh just some cool value just yeah, some cool extras yeah yeah so we wanted to record it and we're not going to get into this too deeply but it was basically this crazy situation you remember all of it yes i do uh different we, different studios different producers so we and well, then some some real characters so we <laughs> so we uh what happened was we got offered this studio time which happened to us a few times to record our Christmas medley. And we didn't... Uh, you got to stop reading as I do this because I can tell you're not engaged I, in the conversation. I'm listening. Okay. It's hard because I could, I could see your eyes scanning and scanning and scanning. All right. It doesn't... It, I know it's, it's different. The silences don't get filled. All right. Because you don't respond as okay. quickly. Okay. I'm just telling you. So what happened was... You just I, looked at your screen, you son of a bitch. And I, so <laughs> I, what happened was I remember... We had this t studio studio time that was essentially offered to us for free. Right. And it fell through last minute. And you know what? It's funny because it's so convoluted that I'm basically in my head, I'm trying to do the math of how much of this story to tell. Right. This is what I'll say. If you go to the Christmas page, chuckandbradpodcast.com slash Christmas, there's an episode called Senior Discounts Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. It's episode 63 of the podcast. Came out in 2000, probably came out in 2011, but... Um, it was about the 2010 recording situation right. in December, and we go through the entire thing. The whole band is on it. You and I, obviously, on it. Yes. And we tell the whole story. It's really convoluted. What happened was multiple studios fell through. Right. Multiple studios where we had book time, and these crazy situations came up, and it kept getting closer and closer to Christmas. Kept looking like we're not going to be able to record our Christmas medley. Right. And it was a big problem because it wasn't just a regular song for us. A regular song for us, the arrangement is drums, bass guitar you know rhythm guitar lead guitar and then maybe two or three vocals right this was totally different because it was an eight minute christmas medley right so we had those instruments plus piano yep bagley helped us with that yep. our buddy our buddy james bagley um we had four uh ladies come in and sing on the track including my ex-girlfriend my mom my cousin someone that worked at christian's music school yeah um christian's my drummer and as well as like we put bells in it 
We had you come in and yep. do a part of it. Uh, it was a lot of moving parts, and it was also eight minutes long with different time signatures throughout. Right. The whole thing was, it's almost like, it was more like recording eight small songs right. with a different arrangement than we normally do. And so it was really tough to record, so all these studios falling through and taking more time. What happened was, eventually, we finally found someone. They were super expensive, but it was the only option. And my parents basically fronted $2,000 for us to record the Christmas medley. Right. Last minute. Yes. It was done on like December 16th. Right. Or something like that. We did play the show. Uh, Tom came out as Jesus. Yep. Bagley was an elf. And you came out as yourself, I guess. Yes. Because <laughs> you wear a little hat, though. A yes. little Santa hat. Yeah. Um, well, I was still in character as Bradley Stevenson, so I was still in a shirt and tie. Yes. Yeah. And so that year, that was kind of the big thing, was trying to get this recording done all through the season. And again, the stories, were, you know, they're crazy. Go to chuckandbradpodcast.com slash Christmas if you want to listen to that episode. Um, and also, to promote the show, we did a fun little video for it. Yes. Where a bunch of us... Uh, sat down and watched for the very first time. None of us knew it existed before this. Uh, we wish you a Turtles Christmas, which is a live action Ninja Turtles Christmas special. It is something else. It's modeled after the live action Ninja Turtles movies. I have no idea who made it. I have no idea who, you know, had the license to, to the IP or yeah. how it was released. Maybe I, it was straight through Pizza Hut or something. I will say the budget for it was a $200 Dollar Tree gift card. So. <laughs> It was uh, not. Uh, it's and guess where they filmed it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the massage parlor. Um, but we had heard. I had heard one song come up on like YouTube or somewhere. Right. And I was like, we got to watch this. So we didn't watch it beforehand. We probably got seven or eight of us together on a couch. Yep. We all watched it and just filmed ourselves watch it and announced the show, announced the Christmas medley to promote the show, like we were doing. You know, like I said, we did videos and. It was hilarious. I love yeah. that video. It's really funny. There's like eight songs in it. They're crazy. They're Ninja Turtle versions of songs. A lot of pizza. A lot of <laughs> mentions of pizza. Um, and uh, it's fucking crazy. And that uh, video, if you want to watch that video, it's also at chuckandbradpodcast.com slash Christmas. Um, but we did that to promote the show. Had the whole thing all month long with the fucking recording problems. Then we did the show right before Christmas. Um, I don't have any specific gifts from that year. But... I know that our, our year was kind of packed. Is that in, in 2010? Yeah. Yeah, I also don't. And our, our, our season was packed with recording that song. Right. 2011. This year, 2011 was a weird year for us because uh, I was buying my house. Yep. Uh, our old friend had disappeared from our lives. Yep. For a terrible reason. Yep. And if you remember, don't forget what happened in December. What happened early December 2011? That was not either of those things. Ugh. My spine got put back together. Ah, yes. I had a terrible spine injury, and I was basically at the point where I could barely walk. Right. How did I do all the uh, creative stuff around that? That's really you, weird. Uh, you would lay down in the van. Like I remember that, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, you just you didn't do a lot of driving. You were either standing <clears throat> yeah. or laying. You didn't do a lot of sitting. Yes. Yeah, so what happened was, you know, I went to the, I was going to the gym, and I did this irresponsible lift, I guess. You right. know, I, I wasn't... I didn't know. And... I, I did something to one of my discs in my spine and it got worse and worse and worse over time. And eventually I had to have spine surgery in early December. Right. And it was, yeah, everything was fine. It was, yeah. So that year, this, this is a, this is a landmark moment in our friendship. I'll give you some small, uh, Christmas presents that year. So that year, because of, of the terrible stuff going on and all the different things, there wasn't a big Christmas senior discount show. Nope. We didn't do a Christmas video. 
However, the gifts that year were off the chain. I'll say that is what I was looking at when you when you were like, hey, yeah. please stop reading. Yeah. 216 total gifts yes. exchanged at our at friend, friend Christmas. Yes. And that was probably between, what do you think, 13 people maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So, and the thing is, like we said, the focus is this creative gifts. Right. So small creative gift that was fun for our buddy Bilal, who was on the Halloween episodes recently. <laughs> I gave Bilal a post-it note. Do you remember this? There's I do, and I love of, it. A stack of post-it notes it. with Bilal's face on it. And it said, here's a bitchy note <laughs> from Bitch Man Lao. That's what it said on the post-it notes. Yes. It was custom post-it notes, a whole pad. You know that he eventually wrote down an address for one of, on one of those post-it notes. I do. And went to a job interview. Yep. And he left the note at the like it the fell out of his folder or something, and like the interviewer picked it up and looked at it. And it's was a like, picture of his face, and yeah. it says there's a bitchy note from Bitch Man Lau. It's like, huh? So that's the kind of creative gifts we like to do. We did that one. Um, we did what? I'm sorry, I'm just I, sorry. I was just looking at one other thing from 2011, but that's fine. That yeah. was that was the first time, and this is funny. That was the first time you and I did a professional photo shoot together. Yes. It wasn't the Christmas one. It was not. It was just a, a, like a photo shoot of me and you together for fun. It is hanging up in my spare room. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we did. It was, I, I think there was. Uh, you found a, a deal for a free mm-hmm. one photo shoot at like Sears or Macy's Walmart or, whatever, or something. Yeah. yeah. And we did. We took some photos and we put them in our Christmas cards and gave them to people, or like in a couple Christmas gifts. Right. Um, that year, Senior Discount had played a show. And uh, there were some paintings that were hanging on the wall at the show. Yes. And they were, we thought, let's just say we thought they were done by children. They were not. And uh, some people bought those paintings to support mm-hmm. whatever cause that it was for. And one of the paintings that uh, our ex-bassist Sousa bought was the, all these different weird shapes. Yep. And I took the shapes. We thought about this together. I'll say the, the title on the picture was buffalo kenny that's the name of the picture it said buffalo kenny on this bizarre painting that we found at a show we had no idea that the person who originally made it but it was all these random shapes and that year we put together uh we we, you know we'll we'll say card in parentheses but really it was a hardcover 25 page book like graphic novel is the closest and it was a whole story about a cowboy named buffalo kenny yep and eventually the story was, you know, it had that picture on the back and all those things, we took all the elements of that painting and we turned them into elements of a story. Like there was right. like a red circle with a triangle under it and there was a blue. Yeah, those were chicken wings. Yeah. There were some tombstones. Yes, and, yeah. yes. And we turned them into elements of the story and we took all of our friends, all the people that were at the gift exchange, we turned them into characters in this old West story. Yeah. Guess who the villain was? Was it you? Long arms LeBrad. <laughs> Brad. But we wrote a big story yeah. and we read the story at the friend Christmas. Yes. With all the drawings that we made with this big, you know, the conclusion of the story is that the main character was Sousa and he was turned into Sousa. Yeah. And that, you know, he finally remembers who he is, which is Buffalo Kenny. Yeah. Um, amazing story. It's that might be the one of the best that might be the best card. It, I don't it know. Might be. Yeah. It was it was great. Uh, we did that that year. Um, Bitch Man Lao. And then there were two pranks played on Brad. There sure were. The first one. This is a landmark prank. It's become a staple of the Chuck and Brad universe. It has. I took a picture of Brad, of him holding up a Christmas cookie. Actually, it was a still from the Senior Discount holiday uh, video we did a couple years before at Brad's apartment. He was holding up a Christmas cookie. I put a message in the front that said, Merry Christmas from Brad. I found a hundred random addresses in the United United States. Got a hundred Christmas cards printed up. Right. And I wrote 
confusing messages on those cards and I sent them out to 100 people across the country. Hey, I hope this gets to you before Christmas Eve. The cat will be here tomorrow. Remember, she <laughs> needs her medicine. <laughs> so that people would be spooked or confused right. or whatever. And it was a lot of fun. I didn't include a return address, but I did include an email address so that people could write back. Yep. And um, yeah, that was great. It was a great prank uh, on Brad where, you know, no no harm, no foul. Yeah. Just Brad's face on a postcard. Basically, the worst thing that's happening happening is that someone that doesn't know us is getting a confusing Christmas card. Right. That's the worst part of it. Yeah. Then there was a second part of the prank. And let me, let me put this delicately. Okay. I went online. I found... And it's funny because now I guess this is not a big deal in 2020. Okay. But in 2010, this seems... Or 2011, yeah. it seems a lot different. I found a woman who was a pornography actress. Right. I reached out to a lot. Most of them didn't get back to me. I know you did. And I said to this woman, would you film a short pornography movie with a script that I write for my friend for Christmas? And she said, that sounds so fun. I'd love to do that. And so I wrote a script starring Brad and yep. uh, her. Yep. And uh, I sent it over to her. And it's weird. Do you, you understand the feeling of being like, even when you're paying them, you're like, there's no way this is going to happen. That's how I felt. Yeah. Sent them a script, nine page script. Um, and she got a, a, uh, an older gentleman to play Brad. And she played her character. As an older woman. As an older woman. And they filmed with one camera a full on porn. Yep. With my script. By the way, my script, there was like zero porn yep. and 100% jokes. Yep. And being like, then porn happens, basically. Yep. But they filmed. A lot more porn than I expected. and uh, But they filmed all the jokes. Yes. And what it was was a script about like jokes like inside jokes like Brad's arms are long. Right. Jokes like that about Brad. And they said them all. And they must have not not understood them. No. They, they, they weren't offensive jokes or anything. But still, it's weird to reference your long arms and for them to have no idea what we're talking about. Right. So they filmed this uh, this porn and they had all these jokes in it. They send it back to me. I get the I get the file. I, I almost threw up the first time I watched it from laughing so hard. And it's you know it's full on porn, but this setup with Brad as one of the characters, and we closed Friend Christmas with like like I said thirteen of us maybe, with showing you that porn. Yep. And by the way, I probably cut sixty percent of the porn parts out of it. I know you did. <laughs> and Brad. Was not amused. I was not. Well, I should say this. You were amused at some parts and dismayed yes. at other parts. Dis uh, more, more dismayed than amused. I'll say this. <laughs> I felt your reaction. There's, a, there's some amusement. The, the, the needle ended up in the red. Yes. Yeah. Brad was not happy nope. with the Brad porn. Nope. So, wonderful night. Buffalo Kenny, 216 gifts. Period on the end of the sentence. Brad porn. Brad doesn't talk to me for two days. That's correct. Afterwards. Finally, we talked about it. Yep. And I said, you know, the most important thing is this is past your line of what a fun prank is. Yep. So it won't happen to you again. Yep. I'm not saying anything about others. Yep. And, uh, and that was it. And that was the Brad porn. And that was how we closed Christmas that year. Yes. And to me, now that I think about it, it really, it's not hard to find someone to do something like that now. No, I was so mad. Yeah. Driving home from friend Christmas. Like, <laughs> so mad. And this was also like, we started our 216 gift gift exchange at like 
10.45 p.m. So yes. this is at like four in the morning. I'm driving home. <laughs> like, oh how do they think this is funny? They're just making fun of me. I don't belong with these people. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it was weird, too, because it's, it's, you know, if you read the script, there's nothing in there that would fall outside of something we would write in one of those cards. Right. It was the exact same content. The right. only difference was the pornography aspect. And the involvement of strangers. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, Oh, the Planet of the Apes stuff. It's so funny. The yeah. script is great. Anyway, uh, so that was one of the biggest pranks we did at Christmas. Right. Right. But the uh, the creative stuff would continue. 2012 happens. Uh, and also in 2011, if you want to go back and listen to it, it's episode 71, also on that Christmas page of the podcast. 2012. And this is where we're going to get into some little, little clips here and there. Oh, good. Yeah. So at this point in time, it was kind of a bum out because... We had lost two people from the band and all the creative stuff we do. Um, I had just bought a house with my ex-girlfriend, Alyssa, and we broke up like like right when we got the house, like a couple yeah. months in. Mid-August, yep. And then uh, she stayed living with me until November. Yep. So Christmas was still fresh that I was living alone in this house. Right. You know? So it was a sad year. Um, and that year, I don't have a lot for presents. I think I was kind of broke because I was all of a sudden paying for a house all by myself that I hadn't planned on. I did get you a world famous present, though. Yes, yes. That year, Brad took a still from a video we had filmed where Brad was a mermaid. It was the Little Mermaid. Yes. A blonde one. Yep. And uh, he had it painted by a painter. Yep. Into a mural. Sent, sent in a photo and they did a portrait. Yes. Like a 24 by 36 portrait yes. of Brad as a mermaid. Yes. And uh, they, the, the artist definitely feminized me a little bit, gave me a little cleave, yeah. made my <laughs> lips a little rosier than they actually are. Yeah. And, cleave uh, indeed. And, and I'm like, oh, I'll give this to Chuck and he'll like put it in a closet somewhere and that'll be it. It's just a one-time funny thing. There had been a Groupon or something for it. Yeah. Nope. Displayed. First thing you see when you walk in Chuck's house is this painting of Brad as a mermaid. That's right. Hanging in the kitchen. That's right. And eventually when my house burned down, it was destroyed yeah. or somewhat destroyed. And the insurance was like, you know, do you want us to repaint this? It'll be like $500. And I said, nope. And I still have the original burned one. Yeah. Well, finish the job. Yeah. Right. So that year was a little tough for creative gifts and it was tough for creativity because like yeah. I said, the band had taken such a big hit with the loss of those two people and I had taken a hit personally with the breakup. So, um, that was tough. However, shining light that year's Christmas podcast. Mm -hmm. I, I'll say this. I think before that, we really didn't take the podcast um, super seriously in terms of like, let's do this Halloween episode right. every year. Let's do this every year. And like, let's make a commitment to record every week. Right. So that point in time, we said like, <clears throat> let's do a big Christmas episode. And we'd had ones that happened around Christmas years before. Right. We kind of casually talked about Christmas stuff. But this one, we were like, let's have a Christmas episode. And at this point in time, there was a guy entering our lives who had been a fan of the band he was a fan of the podcast and he was coming into the creative stuff that we do and his name was maxood m-a-k-s-o-o-d uh he was a guy who you know he had been in his own band and he was around the music scene with senior discount um and he's been seeing the videos for a long time and listening to the podcast and he started becoming friends with us so he was on that Christmas episode and it kind of started a tradition of at least three episodes in a row right. where the Christmas episodes were myself, you, and Maxud. And that first episode, 
Um, the first clip I want to I want to play a clip from that episode. Okay, I want to hear it. So here's the thing: to explain Maxud, and this is someone I want to be delicate about this because I want this episode to be as positive as possible. Uh, at the time, we were friends with Maxud, and when it comes to like podcasts and videos and creative stuff, there are some people who are intentionally funny and clever. And then there are some people who are characters. And Tell Him Steve Dave is a podcast I work for. I think they're a great example of where most of the people involved, <clears throat> they're more characters. Okay. Right? Like, get him. Yeah. I think he's a little clever too, but I think the fact that he's a character is kind of the draw. And Maxud, in terms of the podcast, was a great character. Interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. I've never you heard it described I mean? that way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It wasn't like, let's have Maxud on. He'll be really funny like Ray Harrington and say a lot of quips. Right. It was like, he'll say stuff that's weird. He'll have weird uh, positions on things. He'll look at things from an odd perspective. And that'll be a funny thing to bounce off of. Yes. He came in and he just had this tone of a very naive guy he had these very weird ways of looking at dating and looking at art and looking at the world and being a grown-up. And he was very strange. And Maxud was someone that I was very close to eventually. Um, but still, just a guy with a lot of weird ways of looking at the world. Would you agree with that? Very different than what we were used to, yes. And he just said things that were strange. When we joked about stuff, it was almost like hard for him to really differentiate what was just a joke. Like, I remember at some point we make fun of his coach in one of these clips coming yeah. up. And he's like, oh, no, don't make fun of my coach. No, no. And he's like, and we're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like making like we never even met your coach, you know. Right. Um, and this is, uh, you know, Max Sood's first appearance on a Christmas episode. He was probably around um, for, for many episodes over the, around this time period. But this is the first time we had a, a Max Suit episode uh, for Christmas. And this became a running thing. He would come on and tell a funny sexual story around Christmas. Oh, see, I, I question <laughs> the inclusion of these <laughs> clips on our Christmas 2020 show. You know why, though? Here's I'd, why we, here's... I'd love to hear your justification for including these disgusting stories. <laughs> <laughs> this one's I just want dis- to profane up the sacred. <laughs> this one's not disgusting. Because, okay, ready? Yes. Max who came on every year, starting here, and he told us a sexual story every year, right? Yes. That's what I'm saying was our Christmas tradition on the podcast. Okay. What do you think was our Christmas tradition? <laughs> Talking about Christmas on the Christmas no, podcast. What are we going to play? Oh, we talked about community, the Christmas episode that year. No, I think we, I, it's it's fine. I, I know the story from this. Uh, this is the nutsack from this story. One. Uh, <laughs> It's so funny. And you're going to get a picture of Maxud. You're going to get a picture of how he talks and how he's like very sensitive. He's kind of a strange guy. Like I said, full of naivete. He loves telling stories like this. Here's a quick clip of Maxud on our Christmas episode from 2012, episode 103. And she messages me. It's a Monday night on Halloween. She goes, what are you doing tonight? And I go, I'm really not doing, you know, it's Monday. I'm not doing anything. I have class tomorrow. And she goes, why don't you come out with me and like, you know, go and go to like a club and hang out. I'm like, okay. So I dress up in like a suit and like a white shirt, tie, suit with glasses. I was men in black. That was my costume. Okay. And an interesting thing about Halloween in London, like most people will dress up, like guys will either dress up as like a funny costume and girls will dress up as like a sexy version of something. Mm-hmm. Everyone in London dresses up like a zombie version of something. Okay. So you'll see like a zombie, like a zombie. 
um, Spider Man, like a zombie wrestler, a you zombie. Say, Pikachu. You say zombie Snoopy? <laughs> yeah, like a zombie. No, that's actually that you could see a zombie Snoopy. All right. And this girl dressed up as a zombie doll. Okay. So we go to the we go to the club, and I'm with like a bunch of her British friends from the, her university that she goes to, and we're drinking and we're having fun, and then she takes me to her place. She lives in a single room in her dorm. Okay. And we have sex. Good. And during this session, this is Chuck's favorite story. I end. We end up. She's on top of me, and we're having sex. Good. And one thing I do. She's on top of you when this happened. She was on top of me. <laughs> that makes the story funnier to me. Good. <laughs> so then, I go to spank her. Right. And I end up smacking my balls. Like, and he goes to spank her, but she's moving so quickly. Yeah. That he, he hits like during the offbeat and smacks himself <laughs> in the testicles. <laughs> And I like, like when it happened, I didn't scream or anything. I had to like hold in my breath because I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't go like, ow. I like the idea that like you get hit in the balls and you scream. <laughs> We're wasting. This is supposed to be a Christmas episode. So then, look at look at the joy it's bringing to Chuck. So that's what Christmas is all about. People are gonna listen to this and think I'm a total idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, at the end, I hit myself in the balls, and I like have to hold in my breath. I go like, <gasps> and, like <laughs> and she can't look. She doesn't see because her, she, her, I don't know. She's just going. She, she's in the throes she's of in the passion. Yeah. She's, she's in the zone. <laughs> she's in the zone, and yeah. that is Chuck's favorite story of mine. I can't really explain Maxu's personality, but basically, it's like. Sometimes he gets ahead of himself. He says things he doesn't mean and then has to backtrack. He gets confused really quickly. I'm it's like, so funny. It's when me and Chuck are around, it's almost like Dante and Randall. A little bit. It's kind of where I'm Dante and I'll like say something and I'll and then he'll like twist my words around and like he just I don't know, he's easily confused. It's funny. So that was that was Maxud. Um <laughs> And it's a Poor great guy. story, great Poor Christmas guy. story. Yeah. But here's the real reason, Leon, yeah, which really, I think... It really warms your, your Christmas heart. Yeah, I think so. It really roasts your chestnuts. And, and you'll agree with this. The reason he was on was for a Christmas reason. Yes. And this is another funny picture into Maxu. <sighs> he came on because we said we were going to talk about the Grinch. Yes. And he said, I'm a Grinch spurt. Yeah, I'm an, and, I'm an expert on the Grinch. A Grinch spurt. Grinch spurt. Yeah. That's what he said coming on. And this is uh, what he had to offer us when he came on the podcast. So... For some reason, <laughs> when getting ready for the Christmas podcast, Maxud exclaimed that he was an expert on both of the Grinch films. <laughs> he, <laughs> he called, yes. did, he did he, say that. He did called himself that. a Grinch spurt. <laughs> he, he did say that. Um, yeah. What do you want to know? Well, <laughs> I was actually going to ask you, what do you know about the Grinch? Which one? There's two. All let's, right. Let's, let's chronologically, the animated All right, so the animated one. All right, Maxud has a, has a face full of red velvet cookie. Mm-hmm. Animated one rocks. Okay, yep. It's um, it's great. You know, it's a wonderful classic. It was made by. <laughs> I feel like you're up in front of a class having to give a presentation. I'm. A, I teach. I so, know. So there's a. Uh, it was designed by Chuck Jones, who, if you watch the animation and if you compare it to like, Tom and Jerry, mostly like some of the Tom and Jerry or some of the Looney Tunes, very similar. Yeah. So that's cool. And then it's voiced by Boris Karloff. Yeah. 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 And there's really not much to it. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful classic. 
what an asshole. What an expert. Yeah. <laughs> That's a wonderful classic. You said that twice. What a douchebag. <laughs> I feel enlightened <laughs> by this Grinch spurt. Swallow your cookie, piece of shit. Um, so that was the, the extent of his knowledge. I feel so enlightened. But that's a good that's a good picture of who Maxud is. Um, but that was 2012. Yes. 2013. Uh, this year, we decided to do something kind of strange, which was... Uh, how can I put this? Leading up to the... the, the uh, I, I think we were doing something big in 2013, like a Christmas show or something, weren't we? Damn, I can't remember. I think we had a big show. Okay. Fuck. Which I remembered. Anyway, um, leading up to the show, Brad and I were hanging out. Yes. And we were singing Holly Jolly Christmas in the yeah, car. Yeah, we're driving around on Route 6 in mm. Seekonk, Massachusetts, in fact. Right. Singing Holly Jolly Christmas. As is tradition, of course. And we were kind of changing the lyrics to, to be a... And we were making them about, like, hobos, we basically said. Yeah, I believe it was you asking me, oh, Brad, have you ever <laughs> sang... <laughs> I did say that. Hobos and mistletoes. <laughs> I said, no, I have not. <laughs> Come on. See if you look up if Cedar Disco played I'm, a Christmas I'm, show. I'm, I'm looking. I, I believe we did. So I said to Brad, would it be funny for us to rewrite the whole song of Holly Jolly Christmas to be about hobos and record it ourselves and put it on a CD and give it to people for Christmas? And Brad said, there's nothing I'd love to do more than that. That is, uh, it's not a direct quote, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and so that's what we did. And we wrote this, we called it Holly Jolly Christmas. <laughs> we called it Holly Jolly Christmas gutter pop version. <laughs> we had looked at, we'd used an online thesaurus to find synonyms for like hobo or vagrant. <laughs> the word gutter pop. Gutter pop. And we're like, what? And before we knew it, that was... Yeah. In the lexicon, in our lexicon. Yeah. So we made this, we recorded this song. We're like, what do we do with this now? And what we decided to do was a thing that we called Operation Santa Claus, um, where Brad and I made a hundred, I mean, I don't know how many CDs we made, but a, a, like a, probably a little bit less than a hundred, like yeah. 75. Yeah. We took, and we drove around as well as mailed some um, one night or in the middle of December. And we just went to like 40 of our friends' houses and physically dropped them off like around midnight from like 11.30 till 3.30. In fact, we had uh, we watched a, a WWE pay-per-view at your house on a Sunday night. Yeah. And then everyone left. And at 11 o'clock p.m., we started driving around. Yes. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. We had a great time. We, it took hours. Yeah, we've, we finished 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning somewhere I th in there. I think we dropped around. We dropped off between 35 and 40, and we sent out between 35 and 40 yes. uh, through the mail. And um, people got this weird version of Holly Jolly Christmas. I'd say 95% of people got it that it was just like an in-joke where we were like basically Ca joking. Characters that, that are like stupid characters. Stupid characters joking from a point of privilege um, about the homeless people. And then some people, I'd say what, two max? Uh, at least two. No, uh, you can only say two max. Two max. <laughs> well, we're upset with it and didn't get the joke and thought that we were just being uh, cruel and uh, <laughs> indifferent <laughs> problems in the world. Yeah. But... Hey, most people liked it. Did we play a show in 2013? Uh, I don't see one. I'm 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 going through the week before, like uh, not not the week of Christmas. So I think I think we did. But anyway, um, that year, you know, continuing our friend Christmas that was really creative. Um, for the first time, Brad and I did a did a project where 
we came up with this idea because Brad is such a terrible artist, as we talked about in the podcast. Many times. He can't draw very well. My girlfriend Gina's favorite movie is The Lion King. So so Brad drew uh, every scene from The Lion King. And I took his drawings and wrote the, uh, like the, basically the dialogue of the characters in each yeah. scene. And at Friend Christmas, we played it on a big screen. Right. And we kind of performed it for our probably our eleven closest friends. Yeah, and honestly, it was like eight drawings. Yeah, it was. And they it were very basic. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't as many as we eventually got to. You got mad at me because I had used a, a reference drawing for uh, Zazu. Uh, no, for yeah, maybe for Zazu, and then uh, like Simba, um, Timon, and Pumbaa walking across the log. With yes, the, the moon in the background. You're like, stop using reference photos. I'm like, but I don't know what they look like. <laughs> That's better. Yeah, I know. So we did that. I think that was the year that the pipes in my house burst, maybe. Is that possible? It is possible. I think that my uh, my water heater burst um, while we were having Friend Christmas, like right at the beginning. Yeah. And we had to go to my house, turn off the water, go back to my parents, have Friend Christmas with a bunch of us, give, give gifts all night, then go back to my house and me and Gina bailed water out of my basement all night because my water heater had exploded. Um. That year I have written down that I got everybody fruit striped gum as a fun gift. And uh, there's no no show that year? No senior I, I, discussion? I don't, I don't see it, no. Weird. Um, I could have sworn there was one, but maybe there wasn't. Um, so that year um, we did another podcast and it was the second podcast that we had where it was Chuck, Brad, and Maxud. It was episode 140. And Maxud came on and because it was Christmas tradition... He told I hate it. another one of his patented sexual stories. And uh, as you're getting to know Max Sood and his voice and his the way he is, um, you know, please enjoy this next story, the voicemail from 2013, episode 140 of the Chuck and Brad podcast. Well, this one, this one I don't think I've ever told you. Oh, okay. man. All right. Max so. Sood's gross story. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gross. It's just Heart one warning. of those, like, yeah. it's something out of American Pie. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right. So, this is before I met my current girlfriend, Caitlin. This yeah. was when I was a sophomore in college. Okay. I, before being in a relationship, I used to go out and hook up with different women each night. Or in each weekend night. <laughs> Wow. So, that's, come on, Max. That's, that's ambitious. A lot. <laughs> uh, I was. You'd say fifty-two girls a year. Well, no, different girls each weekend night. Oh, so one hundred and four girls a year. I guess. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'd go out. I'd go out drinking and partying. Once with my in a friend. while, Max would met a girl and she let him touch her. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, um, so one night, right. I hook up with this girl. Um, we'll call her Sherry. We'll call her Sherry. So I hook up. I meet Sherry at a party. Mm-hmm. We go back to my place. Um, she Sherry was, I think, a virgin at the time. Uh-oh, so uh, she did not want to have sex. Typical Maxie. However, she was not opposed <laughs> okay. to giving me a blowjob. Sure. So who, she gave me who one. Who is, yeah. She gave me one. That was it nice. was really good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. So that was the end of that night. The next day, I wake up. I go out around. It's like a Sunday, so I'm out in the library doing <laughs> homework. Mm-hmm. Um, a fr- and I'm a, I used to be on the swim team at Clark. Yes. So one of the swimmers comes up to me and she goes, Hey, Eric, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. Good. How was your night last night? I'm like, it was fine. Why? Oh, just curious. Mm. And walks away. That's strange. Now, this baffles me because 
I did not hang out with swimmers that night. Yeah. It was out of swim season, so I'm out with like, it's, the, it's around theater season, but it's more, I was just out at a random party. No swimmers were there. Okay. Okay. Another swimmer comes up to me and asks me the same thing. Eric, you know, Eric, how was your night? I, uh, I hope this girl fine. turns out to be a mermaid. <laughs> that's so, why. She, that's why then, she wouldn't have sex with him. So, yeah. And then after a few so other in my hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> so after a few no, other swimmers, she, she couldn't say anything. She, she said she lost her voice. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. So another swimmer comes so, up to you. More swimmers. <laughs> well, Prince Eric. Yeah. Yeah, so after a few more swimmers ask me, I'm like, okay, what's going on? And they say, talk to Colin. Uh-oh, who's Colin? Colin was a senior on the team when I was a sophomore. He's a crab. And he's from <laughs> he's from Wisconsin. He has this crazy scony. Yeah, he's he's this crazy scony accent. He's from Walk Waukesha, Wisconsin. I that's where that's where Kafka's tacos is. Yep. Oh man, yeah. Kafka's tacos. And he, um Have you heard about their holiday taco? <laughs> <laughs> and Colin <Cranberries? laughs> Colin was also <laughs> Colin was also gay. Okay. So compare like the gay accent with like the Wisconsin accent. That's is how he. That's how he talks. I do not feel like. Tacos. Yeah, something like. Pretty that. sure the LGBT community would be offended. If I know. Would, I'm not going to do Max it. Maxud said he had a gay accent. So um, <laughs> so then I go, Colin. What like what's going on? He's like, Did you have a good night last night? I'm like, I did. Why? Did you meet anybody? I'm like. Yeah, I met Sherry, or I met this girl named Sherry. Why? Did she, did you fuck her last night? I'm like, no, he didn't. Why? Because I got the voicemail. Oh, and accidentally <laughs> called him? <laughs> wow. So, and so it's oh, like, man. I get, so apparently my phone, I didn't have an iPhone at the time, but my phone must have dialed him. I don't know how. But it left a voicemail of the entire thing. Did you listen to it? On his phone. I did not listen to it. I wish we had it. I yeah. wish. I, I kind of wish I listened to it. Yeah. Because, and then once this happened, I was like, oh my God, what did you hear? And he's like, well, I heard you say, I'm going to come, I'm going to come. And it's like. <laughs> I, seriously, I would, you know how much money I would pay for a recording of you about to have an orgasm and talking about it? I know. Oh my God. All the money. Like. like Forty-one cents. <laughs> Forty-one thousand dollars. It was. Yeah. It was really embarrassing, but I thought it was also hilarious at the same that time. That is really funny. So, <laughs> oh my god, so I don't know if he still has it. Probably doesn't, because yeah. he probably must have switched phones already by now. But that is so funny. There's there was a recording of me. That's a weird getting a blowjob. <laughs> That's a weird on someone's phone to make. Like if you were to email and be like, "Hey, Colin, <laughs> do you have this three-year-old voicemail?" <laughs> yeah. Of me yes. having an orgasm, uh, yes, I can't. I do. I'm not going to tell you why I need it. Yeah, it's weird if he still has it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would never. I would never delete that. That's oh, awesome. No, no, no. That's great. I'm glad. Uh, I wish I had it. I wish I had I'm that. Gl- I'm glad that happened to you. <clears throat> what a great story. Terrible. <laughs> Just terrible. <laughs> Man, on to 2014. Um, okay, 2014. We did a lot of stuff in 2014. I don't know if you remember, but. Um, one of the things we did this year that was just fun that I loved and I wanted to notate was that we went to a play. Yes, we did. Called The Trial of Ebenezer Scrooge. Do you remember this play? I do. Yes. It was very strange and it was all about Scrooge and the three ghosts and how he was taking them to court um, for, you know, doing the classic Christmas Carol play to him. Right. It was put on by a community theater. I pressured you into going. We had an awesome time though. You pressured me into staying past intermission. I remember that. <laughs> 
And it was just crazy. The play was just nuts. If you can find it anywhere, because I'm sure that other people have done yeah. it. Um, it was nuts. And it, we laughed so hard. I don't know. We had such a fun night that night. Do you remember that? We went to Chili's afterwards and we laughed and we laughed and we laughed. Uh, I remember the play. <laughs> you don't remember laughing? I don't. That was when we were like, we could come up with our own Christmas Carol yeah. and we're coming up with that stuff. It was so fucking fun. Um, that year, oh, we, we kind of fucked up. 2013, with the year before this, we had actually, you know, okay, two years prior, 2012, we had done a, a photo shoot, yes. not related to Christmas, but we used around Christmas. Right. 2013, last year, we did do a Christmas photo shoot of just like us dressed up for Christmas and we sent out Christmas cards. Right. Um, and that's what we used with the Holly Jolly Christmas song to put in people's mailbox. Yes. Okay, now and and it was us, uh, you know, I, I think I was in a sweater vest right, and had a right. little hat, dumb hat on and right. you were in, you were looking cool and like a yeah. sport coat and yeah. like a uh, candy cane gloves yeah, it was looking and cool. you know, and it's us like fighting over a present yeah. and us being Making amazed a snowman. a snowman. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember we, uh, <laughs> with, they were like, uh, do you want to sign a release so we can use your photos as publicity for the store? It was, this is in a mall, like yeah. a glamour shots place. <laughs> and we're like, absolutely. Oh yeah. Just please tell us if you decide to use it. Yes. They, to, to my knowledge they never did but yes. who knows yeah so that was 2013 we're in 2014 now we just watched yeah. the tr trial of Ebenezer Scrooge play we decided to do another Christmas card yes and we're like how do we change the photo shoot and what we did was we I was like let's be Christmas cowboys yep and you were like we will never find Christmas cowboy clothing you went to savers we found some pretty great Christmas club cowboy we stuff. went to like seven different <laughs> savers <laughs> Uh, Savers is a, a thrift store out here in New yes, England. Yes, yes. Um, I believe my cowboy vest was a windbreaker. Yes, with it zipped up. Yes, uh, over a uh, uh, you know red and white check. Yes, it's it's. Whew. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Chuck wore Gina's boots. Yes, I that did. That were much too small for his feet. Yes, I did. Uh, but the pictures came out. Pictures awesome. are great. Yeah. So we sent that out as a Christmas card that year, and we had pins made up buttons yes. that said Chuck and Brad wish you a root and toot in Christmas yes and we sent those across all over the place but a bunch of the buttons got lost by the post office remember right. that they got pushed out of the envelopes that sucked um but that was really fun we did uh we did a video that year that's one of my favorite things we ever did which was called Fug on the Rooftop Ugh. now what happened was we were friends with this girl named with this woman named Ashley at the time and we had taken a picture of her or, or, you know, we just had taken pictures in our group, you know, like yeah. regular people do. And one picture of her that we had taken at like a club or something, it was just like terrible. This terrible picture. Very that she unflattering hated. photo. Yeah. She was normally very cute. In this picture, she was, she looked like a monster. And she looked like something a monster would be afraid of. <laughs> to be perfectly <laughs> And young. I made this huge banner with that face on it. I put a little Christmas hat on her and it said, Senior Discount and Ashley wish you a Merry Christmas. And I live on a main street in Warren, Rhode Island. So I, I was like, let's put that banner up on my house. So I invited Brad, Maxud, my drummer Christian, and um, Abe. Abe, and not one more person? Uh, there were some significant others there. Cat Food Kelly wasn't there? I don't think so. Okay. Um, and so I, it's, it was Senior Discount, my band, and Christian. I'm sorry, and, and Brad. Brad. Yeah. Um, and we said, let's just film a video. Kind of like, almost like, almost like an episode of reality TV of us putting this banner on the front of my house. Let's just film all day and see what we get out of it. Right. And we filmed the video. 
um, we, we built a, you know, we filmed us building a big, uh, support for it, going to my dad's landscaping, like the greenhouse and getting a, like trucks and ladders to put it up. And then eventually meeting up with Ashley. It was the video. A lot of it was us figuring out how to do yeah, these yeah, things. The video was us yeah. figuring out how to do all this stuff yeah. all day and driving around and fighting with each other and arguing and all yep. this stuff, getting Ashley, she comes and sees it in front of our house. And that's the payoff of the video is that she sees the banner. Right. And the video is so heartwarming and fun, right? Yeah. It's so funny. It's so like lovable. Again, this is available on the Christmas website. Um, and it's kind of just all of us joking around all day. It's almost like another version of like the podcast kind of, but we're actually have a task at hand to complete. Right. That we're trying to complete. Um, that video is called Fug on the Rooftop. And I love doing that. Uh, let's see what else. That year for, uh, I got into a crazy car accident the day before I left for Disney World. A lot of times I go to Disney World in December for like a couple days. I got into a crazy car accident the day before we left. Um, at Friend Christmas that year, just like the Lion King retelling, we did Toy Story. Yes. Which was so funny. I was looking at some of the pages. <laughs> I, 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 they're mm. so funny. I, I'm, you know, leave all those pages in, pages in your house. Let's see if we have another house fire. Yes. That's, oh, um, they, don't, they don't need to see the light of day. Uh, there was a that year I gave you the Bradvent calendar. I still have it. It's right up there, yep. right on the top of my. Uh, it was cabinet. an Advent calendar with a specific gift for Brad every day of uh, Christmas. You know, like a gift card for a taco place I hadn't tried, a heartfelt note from from a friend, or for many from yeah, like for, from like many different friends. friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, promises that Chuck and I were going to watch all these wrestling matches together, like yes. the best matches of that year. Yes. Yeah. And uh, stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, I remember leading up to Christmas, I had made these little Chinese food boxes. Like they were like bright green, bright red, each one for a person. And I had put personalized pins that I had made yep. of like moments from our past or pictures or stuff from like videos and specific candies. They like, I made one for all of our friends. I think there was 12 of them or maybe even yeah. 16 of them. Yeah. And Christian, my cousin, my drummer snuck into my house when I wasn't home. He stole all the stuff out of the Chinese food boxes and he filled them with like rocks and shit yep. and not, not yeah. feces, but just like random stuff. Then leading up to Christmas, you got wind of it. My mom got wind of it. Yeah. And it, they were like, this is fucked up because I had like paid for like these custom things and right. I spent a lot of time on it. And he tried to desperately put everything back, but he had ate most of the candy I got for everybody. Yep. And it still remains to me a prank the only prank that went over the line the only sole one that even came close to the line now that i think about it okay and i <laughs> even remotely remotely thinking about going over the line and i still owe him one over the line prank in response to him oh. doing that for a christmas gift it's too bad his wedding happened during the time of covid it's true otherwise that would have been the perfect time it's true do you uh, remember that though i do that was fucked up it was it was not pleasant i remember yeah. talking with your mom uh yeah. like should we tell chucky yeah and uh, it's not a prank it's not funny right it's right. just mean it's yeah. just you ruin all these custom gifts yeah. uh, i will say one uh one of the gifts i gave that uh quite frankly was worse than what christian did you guys uh when i was a, a youth when i was a lad uh, I liked Weird Al as many, as many youths do and went through a phase where I'm like, I can write parody songs just as good as Weird Al. I was in fifth grade. I was 10, <laughs> do you actually feel that 10 way? years old. No. Uh, but I was like, Oh, I want to do this too. It's funny. It makes people laugh. And I, I, I want to be funny. I want to make people laugh. Yeah. So among the many songs I wrote that year, one was titled pour some boogers on me. <laughs> 
It's a parody of the song Pour Some Sugar On Me. I don't know if that was clear to everyone. Uh, but I had the lyrics. Like, I have my my notebook paper from fifth grade. Yes. And so I downloaded a karaoke backing track for yes. Pour Some Sugar On Me. Yes. And I, I recorded myself singing Pour Some Boogers On Me to this. And it is the worst recording that yeah. has been put to, to digital. I played it for everyone yep. at Friend Christmas that year. Yeah. And that was the only time it has ever seen the light of day yeah, or and, will ever see the light of day. And just so everyone has a picture of Friend Christmas, it's basically however many of us, let's call it like around 10, 12, whatever, yeah. sitting in a circle and being like, I have a gift for this person. Yep. I have a gift for this person. Um, yeah, that was great. I love that gift. Yeah. That, um, that was that was my creative gift that year. Oh, yeah. There was also that year, I think we both did jigsaw Christmas gifts, right? Yes. So I gave Brad a gift at the beginning of the night or someone did. And it was a tape recorder, like in Saw. Yep. And it said, play me. And Brad played it. And it was like, dear Brad, you know, how much do you love Christmas? <laughs> it, was, it was like the killer yeah. from Jigsaw. And all night he got hints about where to find other tapes. Right. And the conclusion of the evening, I believe. Well, first of all, also <laughs> it said, please watch your email. And you were getting emailed hints where the tapes would be. Right. And the email was from getting jiggy with it at yep. gmail.com. And... The final gift of the night was that you found that you were given a stuffed cat named after your childhood cat. Chiron, yep. And we had sewed a 128 gig micro SD card behind its eye and we gave you a scalpel. <laughs> it's basically like, how much how much will you make this animal suffer to get your gift? Yeah. And I said, <laughs> Which is so dumb. Right. And I, said so I, would, I said I wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't cut and it. And you're like, just do it. <laughs> Oh, that was so funny. I still have that cat as well. It's in it's in uh, it's in my Christmas stuff. That jigsaw Christmas gift thing was so fucking funny. Yeah. That was really funny. Um that was great. That jigsaw thing was awesome. I uh, believe that was also the year that you had your encounter with the print shop at uh, at a local place because yes. you were trying to get the final photo yes. for this gift printed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was about this gift that that's you know, I talked about it on the episode where I interviewed Walt Flanagan, I think, at the end of it. Yes. Or maybe I think it was that one. I told a story about how I went to Staples and had a big fight with Staples, and that was because of this gift. Um, we also so. recorded our own version of Twas the Night Before Christmas for Gina. Yeah, we bought uh, basically a, a read-along book, mm -hmm. you know, designed for, like, grandparents yes. who can't be with their grandkids. So, like, my dad would record himself reading Twas the Night Before Christmas and send it to my sister to play for her kids so they yes. could listen to Grandpa read them the story. Yes, yes. However, Chuck and I were like, no too wholesome let's rewrite twas the night before christmas and tell it as brad reading as like the narrator and chuck reading as character brad which is my which is my impression of brad that's like hey twas the night before christmas and yep. then, you know character brad is a little different than regular brad just a little he does some did things differently and we read it together it's funny because i remember that her, it, the batteries basically ran out and they were screwed in and they were watch batteries yeah. so i don't know if i haven't listened to it since then oh i'm sure it holds up oh, just yeah. as well as chuck and christian's millennium christmas celebration <laughs> Chucking Christians money. So anyway, oh maybe it was 1999 that we did it because oh, that would make more sense, yeah, yeah, it would make more sense. Um, and finally, we're going to close with this. Um, so we're up to 2014. Here's the final thing from 2014. We did record our third Christmas episode that was Chuck, Maxud, and Brad. Um, episode 191 of the Chuck and Brad podcast, and you can find this all at chuckandbradpodcast.com/slash/christmas again. Right. Maxud's third and final yearly Christmas sex story. Um, I hate it. And at the time, we didn't censor this person's name that was involved. Okay. But we are censoring it now. Good. So it will be censored. Okay. Um, and this is the most graphic one. 
So we're going to close here. Right. And we're going to say to the audience, if you don't want to hear a graphic sex story, feel free to turn off the podcast. That's all that's left is this final story. Next week, we'll be back with part two of our Christmas history, where we go from 2015 to 2020, I guess. Yeah. Um, but right now, it's just... Uh, another clip that was fun though it was fun to think back about all these different oh, things oh man like looking like listening to these old episodes yeah and uh we've come a long way baby and also just so people know next episode we're gonna do a lot more clips not, not a lot more we're gonna do a bunch more clips but um these are all gonna be from christmas games episodes right that we eventually did um and those are gonna be coming up next week but for now uh we're gonna close the show clip from uh chuck and brad podcast episode 191 uh, Max suit and the tale of beef. That's that's what it is Good in the episode yeah, now. Nice. Um, and again, it's a sexual story. Don't listen to it and be annoyed or disgusted. We're telling you right now. If you don't want to hear one, turn it off. So, uh, Brad, I'll see you next week, buddy. Thanks to all for listening. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, send us an email, chuckandbrad at gmail.com or find the email link through chuckandbradpodcast.com. We appreciate you. We yes. hope you guys are having a great holiday season. Yes. That you're getting ideas for, mm-hmm. you know, dolls you can make for your friends. Yes, yes. People you can pay to yes. act out a script, whatever that script is. Yes. Uh, for your friends. Pranks you can play on your friends. Pranks not to play on your friends. <laughs> uh, and just ways to celebrate the season in, in new and exciting ways. Yes. And, and so stay tuned to hear this terrible Christmas sex story or turn it off if you don't want to hear one that's all i've got that's all i got here you go buddy deuces so max dude all right tickle brad's ear with your story so i named this story the tale of (laughs) all right i'm intrigued yeah all right how long had been coaching you (laughs) (laughs) you know what i just realized there is a detail of the story and i will get to it Okay. Okay. okay so this story begins um, you know, with me going to Brighton, Massachusetts, okay. which is a area in Boston to visit my buddies, Greg and Nick to meet, to go out, meet women, have fun. Right. Um, being, you know, being, and this was back in, this was around September, October ish. Freshly like, single. Freshly single. Um, yeah. so my buddy, my buddy Nick and yeah, my buddy Nick knows of this brewery in Somerville called the Aeronaut. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a nice local brewery. You go there. It's like open from like, I don't know, seven to 10 or something. They have a food truck where you can grab, you know, whatever. They have like a different food truck each week. Right. You go there, you get local craft beers, you have fun. Cool. So, um, living in, living in Brighton, Somerville's 15 minutes away. Right. And before we go, we all have like, not an argument, a debate of who will drive. And because we all want to get, we all want to get drunk. Right. We all want to right. have fun because right. it's just a guy's night. Yeah. I decide I'll drive because I just wanted to solve the argument and just get going. Yeah. Max, doesn't like confrontation. Yeah. Right. So, um, and that meant I wouldn't be drinking as much. Right. Right. So Good. responsible. Right. Yeah. So we drive down to Somerville. We get close to the venue mm. and Nick, Nick said, tells me. That we're not going to park anywhere near the venue because there's it's going to be crowded. There's going to be a mm. lot of parking. So he says, oh, we're going to let's park at my job. He works for Triumvirate, which is this big company that deals with waste management. Okay. So we drive to this and it's like he basically we basically park at an industrial park. It's mm. like a long winding road and we get to where we he wants us to park. Yeah. And then before we even parked, we said, like, oh, how far is it from this venue? Oh, like, 10 minutes. Okay. Mm. That's 10 minutes driving. It was half an hour walking. Nice. Yeah. And 
It was it was September. It was right. around Boston Calling. It was like after Boston Calling. Yeah, it was that weekend. It was that Sunday, I think, maybe. Mm, or Saturday. No, I think it was maybe two weeks. Oh, yeah, you're, you may be right, because right you went to replacements on Sunday. Okay, yeah. I got it. Yeah, okay. okay. So, um, because I had my replacement shirt on. So, we're walking to the venue. It is getting colder. Um... And we're we're so we're ragging on Nick. Me and Greg are ragging on Nick because of how far of a walk it is. Right. Yeah. We get to the aeronaut eventually. Um, they have a seafood food truck. We get yeah. like some lobster, you know, like clam rolls and stuff. Nice. We eat food. We have beer. They have local music playing. It's fun. So what do you do? You think that you could like if like I know you weren't drinking heavily, drinking and, and eating seafood. Good ma- good mix. Good mix. Yeah. Because if you eat, if you're eating like a fried clam roll with bread and fries, yeah, that's gonna it. absorb the alcohol. Sure. Okay. And but, I never could drink yeah. and eat. But the thing that you do have to take into account because it's like craft beer, it's not like. Like Bud Light or something like that is watered down. So right. you have to drink like 12 of those or like you have to drink more than like a few to right. get drunk. Right. I was drinking pretty like heavy beer with high alcohol content. Right. Mm. So I had Double two. Double brewed maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But I had <laughs> French press. So I had, <laughs> That's a real thing. Yeah, it is. So I had two Still and reserves. I was already starting to feel tipsy. Yeah. So now it's 10 o'clock. The, play, the venue closes. We start walking back. Mm-hmm. On our way down, initially, we noticed there were a bunch of different bars around the area. Right. Yeah. So we said, you know, we'll just stop in. We'll have like a drink at a few, and then we'll just go. Yep. Just because it's like the night is still young. Right. Absolutely. And it's such a long walk. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Right. So we stop in a few bars initially. We have a beer. We leave. We now Nick is the hungry guy of the group. You know, he's the one who has like the unquenchable appetite. Right. So he's got, starting to get hungry again. And he's like, oh, like I just want some like. You know, I want a late night snack. Mm. And there's really no places open right now to get food. Okay. We walk towards this bar and um, it's uh, it has like a Mexican feel to it. It's like definitely, they definitely advertise it as like a taqueria or no, like a tequila bar. Yeah. Right. So we go in, we open the door and once we open the door, we see this table in front and this table is... Um, is advertising for a roller derby fundraiser yep. where I guess you go in, they have a separate room where you'd pay five, a $5 cover charge. You go in, you can dance, you can get a drink. I love this story so much, by the way. You don't know it, but I've known it for months. We've, we, we've, I, I know. I'm so, I'm, so I'm far, I'm, I'm intrigued. Right. I'm, I'm just intrigued. excited. So we get inside. I meet... Okay. This is her roller derby name. First Good. of all, excellent name. It's it's great. Um, and I do not remember her real name for the life of me. And this is and I remembered it for a while, and I just completely forgot. Okay. Yep. So we'll just refer to her by what her teammates called her as. Okay. okay. Makes sense. Aside from being a roller derby person, was the coach of a roller derby team. So yeah. there's your relatability. Yeah. All right. There you go. So. She's fairly intense. She's we just really want to go in there. We want to see if the kitchen was open to get Nick some food to shut right. him up. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's very adamant about and very aggressive about getting us to go inside. Yeah. Can me, can you give me a physical description of of Miss? Um. You know what I always picture when you tell me the story? What? Rosario Dawson. No, not Rosario Dawson at all. <laughs> Your face was like <gasps> no, because I was no, trying no, to no, think no. of who Rosario Dawson was, and I remember. I'd say she was maybe about like. Five feet, a good head shorter than me. Um, she was a. I wouldn't say she was chunky. Um, she was a little bit, you know. Thick? She was, yeah. But I mean, and but she, you like could thick, tell, like thick in a good yeah, way. You, yeah. yeah, I would say fit thick. Like she had, she had muscle to okay. her because she does roller derby. 
Like her legs. Like when Martin dresses up as that girl on Martin. What's her name? Shaniqua? Shaniqua? Who? Like, you know Martin Lawrence? A TV show called Martin? Yeah. Remember he would dress up as a girl with like a side ponytail? Shanene. No, Shanene. No, 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 not like that. <laughs> not like that. Oh, I thought you were talking about Joanna, man. <laughs> yeah, basically. Similar. Sim- similar. Yeah, same Very similar. Yeah. Either way, it's, I, thought she was, I thought she was cute. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you know. So, she's very adamant about getting us to go into this dance party. So, how and do you guys start talking? Why? why you're, because you're, she's like, oh. You know, she's like, "Oh, come in, like, yeah. come in, like." Oh, because she's this. trying to. She's fundraiser. trying to. Yeah, fundraiser. it's a fundraiser. Right. Okay. And I didn't want to dish out five dollars. Right. I just wanted to get. I wanted to get Nick his food. The kitchen was closed. We ended up finding out. Yeah. And then, like, and I'm semi flirting. Like, I'm being semi flirty, but sort of like, you know, kind of brushing it off. Like, no. Yeah, thanks, you're being a macadoodle. Yeah, macadoodle. That's a dumb one. <laughs> yeah. So then. All of a sudden, and then something came over me where I like kind of put her to the, no, I did not put her to the test, but I was like, I'll go in there for like, like, I'll go in if you dance with me. Right. Okay. And she's like, D- she's like, okay. And I was like, and then the thing clicked in my head of, I can make this work. Is that her? That's her. All right. What did, the f- how did, how did you find, find that? I, it's, yeah, all right. I use this weird app on my, okay, so on Brad, my sorry, Brad, pause. It's, it's, it's called, Brad found a picture of It's her. called Google. Oh my god! Wow, you did find her. Yeah, that's all great. Right, let's send her a message from Max. No. Hey, <laughs> all right. Phone back, all right. Thank you. So I say I'll go in if you dance with me. She says yes. Right. I give her the five dollars. Good. Yep. She grabs my hand. She goes in the dance floor with me. We start dancing. Real sexual? No, no, not at all. And I'll get. And here's the thing. Um, it was like zero body contact whatsoever, and it was almost like she was avoiding it. Oh, interesting. Which, I can understand, like, but if you're saying, you know, if it's a thing of if you will dance with me, like, yeah. you're kind of assuming that there will be at least, like, like some, dick in the butt. <laughs> some what? Like, dick against the butt. Maybe. I don't know. Um, like, some form of, like, some form of physical contact, like, whether you're, like, whether you're holding her, she's holding you, something. And her butt is holding your dick. Mm, you know. So, something, yeah, some, some yeah. form of touching. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, um. <clears throat> when I knocked over a girl's right. drink one time. Um, yeah. And I was attracted to her. She was like, um, she's like, if you buy me a new drink, I'll dance with you. And I was like, well, I knocked over, so I should. And uh, then I was like, why did she care? Like, why would I like wager a dance with her? But it, and then we danced, and she was very, very sexual. Jersey Turnpike. Mm-hmm. Very, very much so. In the words of Matt Fairchild, Jersey Turnpike. Yeah, <laughs> very <laughs> much so. And so I was like, it's like, oh, I see what she means by dance with me. I thought she meant like a chaste, uh, like fun, a, like a Brad dance. Leave some room for the Holy Ghost dance. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I, I I leave I leave him for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, I thought we were supposed to dance together. Why are you at the back of the bar? Come on, baby. All right. All right. So um, so <laughs> me, for the so, me and Mangle, so me and Mangle, <laughs> twelve apostles. We we quote unquote dance for a while. Okay. And then I'm like, let's go grab grab a drink. So we go to the bar, we grab a drink, and we're talking to each other. Yeah. Um, and this is where I like there was some maybe some warning signs that I should have picked up on. Yeah. The warning sign being like, there's a way to flirt with people. There's a way where you can be like semi joking around flirting. So yes. like you can like maybe make like a harmless joke about about the person. Yeah. But like nice you know, haircut, it, haircut. Yeah, like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But the way she was doing it was kind of condescending. Yeah. You know, like we would talk about music and she would tell me what she was into. 
and then she'd be like, "Well, you like?" I'm like, "I like, you know, I like this type of music. Like, I like a lot of pop punk. I like a lot of '90s punk, like Green Day, like yeah, stuff like that." She's like, "Oh, what are you, my middle school boyfriend?" Like, not like even in a joking tone, but like, yeah, it sounded like really condescending. Yeah, and also like, what does she like? She likes a band called the Mountain Goats. Um, she goes to. She went to Emerson and mm. like majored in communications, and she currently works for a radio station. Interesting. So I, rem- you know, I I remember. Yeah, it's 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 music related. Maxud's going to remember it. Yeah. Right. Like I, I've kind of accepted that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Mountain Goats. The yep. Mountain Goats, which are like a folky alternative-ish band. Um, so um, and then like she asked what I did, and I'm like, you know, I do, you know, like I'm in grad school for clinical psychology. I'm a case manager. She's like, oh, you're a psychologist. Well, why don't you like analyze me, psychologist? What's wrong with me? Like, like a lot. By the end of the night, a lot, a lot. Oh man, I'm more <laughs> intrigued than ever. Let's keep so, this going. Um, <clears throat> so we're flirting here and flirting, quote unquote flirting. I'm doing more flirting. She's doing more insulting. And at the it's called negging. And it's one of those things where um, I'm just gonna take a drink. All right, go, 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 do go. that. It's one of those Burp. things where like I should have known better, but I'm thinking with my other head at this point because mm-hmm. he means his anus. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> your face was so good. It's just little guts. All right. <laughs> so it's um, it's just this. You know, it's like this thing where no, I just want to like. Well, first of all, like, I'd say I'd say the stories are worth it. Sometimes you don't go. In, you won't. You won't only enter. Sexual situations, if they're going to be 100% awesome, you enter them because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. It's true. There is that sort of like. It's mystery. Risk. It's serious. It's a risky. I mean, it's always a risk. It's like you're it's a detective. Like, it's like you're Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Right. Without the Asperger's. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> so, um,. I, so um, we end up somehow we end up making out at the bar, mm. and it was it was fairly aggressive. Our teeth clinked, which I was like, this like yeah, it's so many signs of like why yeah. this is bad. But she's got two <laughs> extra rows of teeth. <laughs> she's a shark, yes. Bruce. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's a tiger shark. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, all right. So one thing leads to another, and um. She ends up, you know, the the it gets, yeah, it gets to be last call, and where where is Nick at this point? Did he Nick get any and Greg? Food? Nick and Greg ended up also paying to go okay. in, and they're talking to another. They both have serious relationships, yeah. but they're just talking to people. All right, quick, we got to make up the other roller skate girls' names. You come up with the first one. I'll come up with the no, second one. No, because I do have a name for one of them. Okay, at we the end think of, of this, the other ones, come on, Brad, you yeah. got to think of one. Cherry Potter. Oh, that's a good one. I that's like that. Uh, right. uh, Ch- Cherry and the Hendersons. <laughs> that's also good. I got one more. Cherry Truman. Uh. <laughs> Let me think of one. All right, you keep going. All right. So, um, it so comes up to me and she's like, "So you're gonna drive me home, right? Or you're gonna take me home?" Machete boop. No, it's terrible. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "You're gonna take me home, right?" And I'm like. I mean, I, I told her, like, I drove here. Like, I don't know how my friends are going to get home. And they're like, well, they can take a bus or a train, can't they? Betty Rumble. Yes, they can. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Rumble is great. That's, isn't that shitty, though? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, and I'm, so I say, okay, let me talk. Let me talk to them. See what we can do. Because I'm also like, I, and I also told her, like, I'm staying at their place. She's like, I meant my home. I'm like, oh, okay. Do you have a roommate? And she's like, no. So like, ding. Yeah. So I go to. Nick and Greg and they're like you know we were hoping that like this would happen because you really need to like go home with a girl because they let you know yeah 
as in the words of um in the words of one of my coworkers, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone. Right. Right. So they were, and that's what they said. It's like we were, we wanted this to happen to you. Yeah. Like, so. What about like, Stacy we'll Gash? <laughs> <laughs> is that wait? It's just a girl and then a vagina turn. <laughs> Noni smacksuit. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Fist bump. <laughs> Fist bump for Brad. I'll take that one. Okay. Uh, so, so, um, so they say, yeah, we'll take the two. They'll take the T. We'll go home that way. I'm like, okay. So then I tell, and now here's the key thing. I tell her that the car is parked half an hour away. Keep this in mind. This right. is very important you, to the story. So you told her. I told her. Okay. She heard me. Isn't there a girl with Hudgenson? Is her last name Vanessa? No, Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens. Hudgens. Vanessa Hudgens. What about Vanessa Bludgeons? Oh, that's Ooh. great. Oh, that's, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like Smashley Simpson the most. That's from that movie. Yeah, the, Smashley the one with um, Ellen Page. You know, yeah, yeah. Whip it. Whip, Whip it. it. Thank yeah. you. Okay, so he Maxwood tells the girl, "Okay, we could drive home, but my car is half an hour away." This is after she's like, "Send your friends home on a train." Yeah, which yeah. Is fucking ridiculous. And she says, "And she says, okay." Right. Acknowledging right. verbally that she understood. Yeah. Then she says, "Okay, I'm gonna go to this bar." And she actually said this before I talked to my friends. I'm gonna go to this bar next door. You know, get me when you're done. So I'm like, "Okay." Old mother, old mother clubber. Ooh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. That's, damn you. <laughs> um. So, so she goes to the bar so next I, door, and then I talk to them. That's when all that happens. Right. They start to head out. I go to the bar next door. Um, her and I share a beer. Mm-hmm. We start walking. This is where everything starts to go crazy. Yeah. We're walking. Mariah Scary. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, you're killing me. So you're killing me in this. Tonight. We start walking to the you're car, which it. is half an hour away. Half an hour away. away. So it's 29 minutes at this point. <laughs> um, and slowly over the course of walking there, she becomes more and more dissociated. And, like, it's like she has, like, this flat affect on her face. We're walking to the car, and I'm noticing this, and I'm, like, and I'm, like, in my head, I'm, like, I know, like, this is a long walk. I'm telling her, like, I'm sorry, this is a long walk. I told you this. And the whole time, and this if this is one of my pet peeves, along with, like, kids crying in church. Mm-hmm. It's, like, uh-huh. Okay, Iggy and Pelia. Oh, yeah, that's current, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm asking her, like, are you all right? And she's like, uh huh. And she's giving you like quick, quick answers. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's all uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Like, ru- and it's rude. Yeah, right. And it's like in my head, I'm like, you knew like what you were getting into. Yeah, with, to, about her. And I, I can tell she's shivering. I'm wearing a flannel shirt. I let her wear my flannel. I'm like, do you want to borrow this? She's like, thank you. She wears it. Mm. We start and we keep on walking. We're almost to the car at this point. And she tells me to walk in front of her. And she demands it, like, walk in front of me now. Yeah. And we're walking. And now I'm walking. And I'm like, what's she going to do? Like, fucking, like, stab me? Because that's my first instinct. Is right. Like, if so, I, that's why, like, with my clients, I always have them walk in front of me. Mm-hmm. Well, she's, she's probably, like, doing that to you. Right. Yeah. That, no, that's, that's what it was. Because she then, because um, we end up getting to the car. She gets in the car, and I turn it on. I'm t- cranking the heater, and then this, then she like explodes. She's like, "Okay, I'm a coach, so I'm gonna coach you." And these are gonna be criticisms because when I coach, I want people to be the best. First of all, when I tell you to meet me at the bar when you're ready, that means you go get your car wherever you fucking parked it in East Bumfuck Nowhere and pick me up. 
Wow. Yep. I like, don't, there's I, that. I, I, I don't, I don't <clears throat> like that uh, speech or that tone. Yeah. Don't care and, for it. And she's like, second of all, punch your friend in the fucking face for me for telling you to park here. And I'm like, at this point, I am just like, I'm just like over it. Maxute Max has a tendency to take the blame in a situation just to... To calm things down, yeah. Even if he's not really to blame, you just, you you feel just like because because you know what, it just saves everyone trouble, yeah. And it's just easier, right? It okay. saves everyone so much trouble because I hate getting into arguments, I hate shouting matches, I don't have the time, I don't have the energy. It's a waste. It's like minutes and or it can be minutes to hours to days that I can't, I won't get back. Right. So I fucking hate it. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, whatever. It's also like, who is this person to me? Like nobody. It was going to be like a one night thing. Right. Brad would bring her back to the bar. I, I would. That's the worst thing you would do. That's 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 yeah. what I would do. But then, yeah. but I could not. I would drive her in the opposite direction of where she lived and drop her off a bridge. But the morale, the morality thing in me said like, you know, yeah. Yeah. I told her like, you know what? Let's just get you home. Yeah. I told her like, you know what? I'll get you home. I'll like. Make sure you're upstairs. I'll make sure you go upstairs. I'll get you some water to sober up, right. mm-hmm. and then I'll leave. Yeah, you know, right. yeah. and that sort of calmed her down. So we get to her place, um, and she's also she's also rattling off just about like how tough it is to be a roller derby coach. Where she's like, like I gotta get up tomorrow at nine a.m. to like teach little girls how to do roller derby and like blah blah blah. And yeah, yeah. and she's also like quite, and she's also like talking to me like it's like you know like I'm pissed off at you but I shouldn't be because you let me borrow your flannel and that's really sweet of you but I'm pissed off that you had to park there and I know it's not your fault so it's like it's almost like she's just like speaking her she's yeah, yeah. speaking she's, her mind she's right. just like like yeah. yeah she's actually talking about her process right yeah. so we get to her apartment and um, we, I walk her upstairs she lives on the third floor we walk upstairs she goes in the bathroom to take care of whatever, maybe brush her teeth, whatever. I go get the Brita, fill up the water, I leave it on her night table, and I'm just and I wait for her just so I can say goodbye. Right. Mm-hmm. She comes in the room, she shuts the door, drinks her water, begins making out with me. So we make out. Now you like, despite the fact that she treated you pretty poorly in the car, yeah. you're like, you know what? I'm going to continue to press lips against this woman's lips. Yeah, well, here's the thing. is You're getting something from that. Right. I think that bringing her home right. is way worse than right. making out with her. Yeah. In terms of, like, yeah, standing no, up I, for yourself. Yeah, no, I just, in terms yeah. of... I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying, right. like... In, in terms of, like, my if like my baggage, I'm like... what? I can't make out with a person who's mean. That's correct. <laughs> you're kind of mean sometimes. Listen, I've made I've out with enough... never been Listen, mean. I've made out with enough <laughs> nope. mean people that I don't care anymore. <laughs> nope. Okay. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> That's just a funny thing to say. Yeah. So, um, and you know, we get to her, and then like we go on her bed, and the fun. This is like a really funny thing that could that could have happened from American Pie. Her bed is just poorly put together, so we get on the bed and it just falls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. I loved. It. I was like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "Did I just? Did we just break your bed?" She's like, "It always does that. Fuck it." And so we keep making out. You know, clothes come off. Um, and then and she's like doing. She's like fake moaning. You can just tell, yeah. like the overly dramatic, like right. yeah. porn star shit, and then, and then, um, ooh, I, I can't believe we missed this. Ellen Rage. Oh, we talk about the movie. That's, that's great. Good. Ellen Rage is great. Damn, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Or Ellen Degenerate. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> Ellen Degenerate is great. <laughs> wow, that's 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 awesome. I mean, like if if you're gonna go a little older, Hell and Ready. 
Oh, that's a good one. Good. Helen, Helen, dra- Helen, dragon. Helen Reddy candle saying, I, I am woman, hear me roar. Oh, I don't know. She's no, saying no, candle on the water. That's yeah. good. All right, sorry, sorry. All right, good. so. Fist bump for you, Vanessa. Bam. Yeah. 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 Bam. So, um. Lots of good ones tonight. Yeah. I, you know what, I'm sure they're all like. Yeah. They've, they've been thought of. But, so what? Yeah. All right. So. What um, about for a Christmas derby if you're Mrs. Claus? Yeah. I was thinking uh, about that here, like Santa Claus. We already came up with that a long time ago, so. It's pretty cheating. Yeah. So, um. All right, so then, you know, we're both naked, and then she proceeds to tell me, and I'm semi-paraphrasing, but I'm also quoting, suck my fucking cunt, which I'm like, what the fuck, in my head, but I'm like, you know what? Chuck, Chuck, Stugatz, dive it down. Chuck says, always say yeah, yes. That's actually, you know, I know what? That's exactly what I said in my head. Yeah, yeah. Always say yes. Yeah, yeah. So I begin eating her out. Yep. And she's like, it, this is the most aggressive eating out ever because she's grinding in my face. Yep. She's like grabbing my head and stuff. And she's like wrapping her thighs around my head. And it's aggressive. Yeah. And I'm, you Were know, you a little nervous? I was just like, I was just like, you know what? If it don't make her happy, fuck it, you know. Sure. I salute. So I go. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> so um, I go, you know, and then I and then I eat her out. Blah blah blah. She she comes, fake or not, I'll never know. <laughs> Why say that? No one even insinuated. Anyways, go ahead. no, because because how yeah. do I know? Because yeah, yeah. for all I know, she's just doing it. Yeah, you're right. And then she proceeds to start giving me a blowjob. Which I, and you know, and what? And I was also like, "Do you have condoms?" And she's like, "I have several." I'm like, "You want me to go grab one?" She's like, and then she like, it's like she gums up and down from giving me a blowjob from it. So it's like, "Do, do you have any condoms?" Like, I have several. <laughs> and I'm like, "Do you want me to go get one?" Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Dimitri Martin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um. And she proceeds to keep... <laughs> that blowjob sound is so weird. Yep, I did. headphones, it's so echoey. Did not sound like a pleasurable experience. <laughs> yeah, because at first she was having some teeth action. Wait, wait, either, 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 she, either she's giving you a blowjob or she's cracking coconuts with her mouth. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say either either she's uh, she's giving you a blowjob or she's a reindeer eating carrots. <laughs> Or she's trying to make like the coconut sounds for when she's watching a horse you know on what? film. <laughs> you know what? In hindsight, should I have just used a fake name? Nope. nope. I, I like it. Because if Brad could easily search her. I know. I love that. I, I figured that out already. I hate <laughs> that because what's going to happen to me? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of ang- angry like, roller derby Something uh, someone's going to go through and pull quotes from the podcast. And one of them is going to be, I hate that because what's going to happen to me? <laughs> That's great. That's gonna that's gonna be on my tombstone after after he gets murdered. That's gonna be on my tombstone after he gets murdered by the roller derby ladies. All right, so So, stand um, up for your sister, roller derby ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, (laughs) you dick. All right, all right. So, so where was I? All right, so she's giving me a blowjob, and um, all and it's going it's going all right, and. All of a sudden, she like. This is the worst thing I ever heard in my life. Like oh. honestly, I've never heard of anyone doing anything worse. By the way, Michelle Lifer. <laughs> okay, that's all pretty right, good. Right, Lifer, yeah, right, that's right. pretty good. That's good. It's a thinker. Yeah, yep. all right, it's a think piece. So she like. <laughs> 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 
They do she, that to she, make you laugh. She yeah. broke into a chorus of the lollipop song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she she um pulled my dick out of her mouth and just laid back in the bed, like eyes looking at the ceiling. I'm yeah, sorry. sorry, eyes looking at the ceiling. I'm sitting there, like, yep, aroused, hard, yeah, aroused, yep. yeah. And I'm like motioning to my dick, motioning to her, like looking back, and I'm like, I didn't. I don't think I said, "Is that it?" Yeah, because that sounds like a really douchey thing to say. But I'm like, I was like, "Are you all right?" And she's like, "Mm-hmm." The dissociated, like mean, thing, in a mean way. She the said disso- this. like she was like dissociated again, and like, mm-hmm. And then I'm like, and then that's when like I was just done. Yeah, like fuck this, call cut. I'm yeah. out. Yeah. So then I uh, proceed um, to put so on Gurney Cleaver. Oh, Ooh, I like it. I like that one, one a lot. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. So um, I start putting on my clothes, and I'm like. We're not exchanging numbers, right? And she's like, yep. Okay. Another thing from Dimitri Martin. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, excuse me. So, and I'm just pissed. And you know, and then she starts putting on like, she puts on her pajamas or whatever, which is like just a pair of underwear and a tank. And she like starts to uh, ru- like rush me out the door. Wow. Like I'm putting on my clothes and she just starts like pushing me out and I'm like, all right, well, like nice, and I'm and I'm like, well, nice meeting you. And then she's like pushing me out, mm. and she shuts the door behind me and like starts to lock it, which the locking thing I understand, right? But it it was like, yeah, at the time it just sounded like forced, yeah. And I'm starting to walk down. I realize I forgot my hoodie upstairs, so I knock on the door and I say, "Can I at least get my hoodie?" Yeah. So I go in, and she just looks so dazed, out of her mind, like just not on this earth at all. And she's like stumbling around her room trying to find the hoodie. And I just pick it up. And I'm like, I'll save you the trouble. I'll save you the trouble. I pick it up. And before I leave, I'm like, have fun teaching those brats in the morning. And I shut the door. And I just walk down. I felt like garbage. That's a, that's a terrible thing to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's so bizarre to me. Also, like before she even rushed me out, I'm like, I told her like, I don't know if my friends are home. I don't- this is at like two two. 2.33 in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if my friends are home. I don't know if they're asleep. This is after he sent his friends home right. on like public transportation to right. take her home. Yeah. yeah. And and I was like, I don't know if I, like, are they, they may be asleep. I may not be able to get in the apartment. Right. Because I don't know if they'll answer the door. Yeah. And it's like, and she didn't give a fuck. No. Yeah. no, no didn't sound like she didn't she give did. a fuck at all. I wish she would have stolen like everything from her medicine cabinet. <laughs> I can't believe that she stopped in the middle of a blowjob. That's unforgivable. Like God sending her to hell, I think for that. <laughs> I really think so. That's is it, and well, that's like, one of the commandments. And I was worried if it was like I don't something like commandment. Thou shall not cease and I was when hmm? thou uh-huh. giveth yep. thine uh-huh. job of blow. <laughs> thine. Thy jobeth of blow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, it's like, I, I and hate, I wasn't I hate even the being King that, Chuck translation. And I was, and I was wondering if it was like something I said because I wasn't that verbal. Like, no, it was like more it wasn't. It, it, no, she just it, no. I'm sure it yeah, wasn't because I was said. like, you know, like I'm like, sure she just like, decided to be a fucking asshole. And was like, guess what? I live my life like a fucking asshole, and so she just did. Yeah. So, because the only thing I really like, I told her like, like, like just use you know like, like be careful of the teeth because she she I could feel her teeth. Yeah. And like, I think I may have said, you know, like, just like regular stuff you say during a blowjob. Yeah. Like you may say, like, thank you, know, you very much. Well, yeah, thank you very I much. I really appreciate yeah. this. <laughs> or like, fat, you know, like you say, like, fat, you know, faster, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I think I was like saying stuff like that. What are you, Slowpoke Rodriguez? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
from Chuck. That's what Chuck would say. You know, Speeding Gonzalez's is drunk cousin. Slowpoke Rodriguez, I like. Yeah, that is a real character, right? Yeah, it is. dry So um. <laughs> yeah, you so, start you start taunting her by seeing how dry I am. How <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> dry. <laughs> and I, That's so I was telling her like I may not be a, I may be sleeping in my freezing car tonight. Yeah, and she's like, she did not care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, I did call my friends while I got in the car. They hadn't even gotten to the apartment yet. They were at a tea stop. I said. And they were like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And I was like, I'll tell you when I get you guys. Like, just tell me where you are. I end up picking them up. Right. We get back to their apartment. I tell them the story. Yeah. And they're like, this is the worst thing. And it's like, and the thing that I'm really going to pull from this or that I did pull, it, it was sort of like eye opening in the sense of like, I questioned like, is this what a girl feels like? Like if she just gives a guy a blowjob, or if she just has sex with a guy, and then he just like kicks yeah, but her out. I, I mean, if, like, I, mean, I think the like, answer is of like, course. If he's that callous and weird, and it's also like stops in the middle of pleasuring her without letting her finish. Like, I think that that's it's not even like a girl or guy specific thing. I don't even know people that have done that right. to women or men. Yeah. You know, or that I know of. You know, right? But I think of like <clears throat> I think of like situations where like. A guy may like bang girl and come and go to sleep. Yeah, like something like that, or like he'll take a girl home and like he'll you know she'll she'll he'll come, but like she's not satisfied at all. Yeah, and then it's like that's it, and yeah. then like she like gets her stuff and like he just like tells her to get her stuff and leave or something. Yeah, like something like that, and like it was sort it was a drive of shame. Yeah, and it, I just felt I felt used. I felt like. I just didn't feel human. I felt I felt that I with, felt with, with with some stuff that happened with girls in the past couple of years when I was single and how I felt like the relationship was really unequal. It wasn't so much. I mean, stuff like that has kind of happened too to me, mm-hmm. but not maybe not as harsh and weird because Ekra yeah. was very confrontational with you. Yeah, but stuff that was very much like this person is taking what they want from you and being mm-hmm. like, "Hey, fuck off." Yeah, I'll say I, I don't know that I felt used, <clears throat> but I feel subhuman like all the time. So. Yeah, subhuman is a yeah. word I use too. I would use that word for in this case, but that's, that's rough. You know what? It's something. It's just an experience that I have. It's a story you can tell your kids and your grandkids. No. Yeah, and it was also when they one go of back th- and listen to to Poppy and Popey <laughs> Maxud on the podcast, and they hear this. <laughs> Wait, is that me and Maxud? I don't know. <laughs> all right. So that's my that's my story for this well, year. Well, you know, it's very, uh, Christmas, very Yuletide-based, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean... They, it was cold. It was cold. Um, <laughs> ice cold. That little boy, that sand 